RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Coming up from Yankee Stadium, the Yankees and Indians, a win by the Yankees, and they are once again the American League champions. Right now, this is Pat Summerall inviting you to stay tuned for Yankee baseball. This is WCBS and WCBS-FM New York. And right now, as we're ready to go, the next to the last day of the season, our national anthem. Festivities at the stadium today. Yogi Berra was presented the National Sports Award by the National Conference of Christians and Jews. So that ceremony has been concluded on the field. Downing warming up, getting ready to face Chico Simone, the first baseman and the leadoff batter. Al Downing has a record of 13 and 8 on the year. He's 1 and 0 against the Indians. 4 and 0 lifetime against Cleveland. He's never lost to this ball club. Howard catching, Pepitone at first, Richardson at second, Linz at short, Boyer at third. In the outfield and left, it's Tresh, Maris in center, Mantle in right. Now the throw to Bobby Richardson at second. And we're ready to go. Chico Simone stepping in, the leadoff batter. Simone batting at 305. He has four home runs, 24 RBIs. This can be the big one for the Yankees today. They can wrap it up with a victory this afternoon against the Indians. All right, Al Downing into the windup. The first pitch is low, and it's ball one. One and oh, the count to Simone. Downing ready again. The pitch is outside, two and oh, the count. An absolutely clear, cloudless day here at Yankee Stadium. The shadow is about 10 feet past the home plate area, heading toward the third base side, and cuts in between the batter and the pitcher. Now the pitch again is in there, and it's strike one. This makes it hard for the hitter at this point. He's looking into a bright background, sort of like you're in a tunnel looking out into the bright of the day. Now the 2-1 pitch is outside 3-1. Today is the kind of a day where the famous Yankee field, left field rather, the Yankee left field, runs into a lot of problems. Here's a 3-1 pitch. It's a strike call, 3-2. It's on days like this that the left fielder has most of the trouble that he may run into as far as the brightness is concerned and the 
sun problem. First batter of the ball game, the 3-2 pitch to Simone is a drive to right field. Mantle breaking back toward the barrier, gets under it and takes it. One away. Ball was not hit too far. Mantle had to run about 30 feet for it. Now here's Dick Hauser, the shortstop, who's batting at 252. Hauser with three home runs, 51 RBIs. Hauser leads the. No, he doesn't. I was going to say he leads the Indians in stolen bases. He has 20. Davalillo has 21. The 1 0 pitch is low, and it's ball one to Dick Hauser. Now the next pitch by Downing is in there, one and one. Ed Cranepool has homered in the third inning for the Mets with two on, so it's now an eight to four ball game in St. Louis. The one-one pitch is high, two balls and a strike. Boy, they've had it out there. The Mets have scored in every inning: four in the first, one in the second, now three in the third. They lead eight to four, still batting in the top of the third. Now the two-one pitch to Hauser is low, three and one. Three balls, one strike. One out, nobody on. Just getting underway here. Top of the first. Indians and the Yankees. Downing ready again. The 3-1 pitch is in there, and it's strike two. So Downing runs a count to three and two on the second batter. Dick Hauser. Right hand batter. 3 2 pitch is outside and he walked him. Hauser draws a base on balls. Though so the first base runner of this ball game goes down to first, and that'll bring up Leon Wagner, the left fielder. Wagner, the big power man for the Indians, has 31 homers, 99 RBIs, one short of the magic 100 mark in the RBI department. He's batting at 257. Downing sets the pitch to Wag is strike right in there. Old Daddy Wags, as they call him. He was acquired from the Los Angeles Angels. A good trade for the Indians. Joe Adcock and Barry Latman went to the Angels for Wagner. Here's the one strike pitch. It swung on a miss, strike two. Nothing and two. One out. Hauser at first base. Top of the first inning. Yankees have this one and one more tomorrow. And that's all there is for the 1964 pennant race. And the Yankees can wrap it up by winning one of these two games or by having Chicago lose one of their two with the Kansas City A's. All right, Downing sets a two-strike pitch. It swung on a miss, strike three. A blazing fastball around the letters. So Downing strikes out his first batter. Downing, with the exception of Jack Chesborough of the Yankees, going way back, has struck out more batters than any other Yankee pitcher. Got 212 right now. Jack Chesborough struck out 240. There's a hopper over Downing's head. Lynn's to his left, up with it. Flips to Richardson in time for the force. 
So Alvis hit a high hopper over Downing's head to Lins, forcing Hauser at second, and the side is retired. After half inning of play, the Indians nothing, the Yankees coming to the plate. What's all this about tigers? Well, it all started when research people of Humble Oil and Refining Company found out how to put a tiger in SO Extra gasoline. Of course, they call it the new power formula. But between you and me, it's a tiger. New power formula SO Extra lets you take off like a cat. Keeps your engine purring smooth because it keeps it running clean. Actually cleans the carburetor, helps restore lost power. New cars stay new longer. Older cars can get a new lease on life with new power formula SO Extra from Humble Oil and Refining Company. So ask your SO dealer to uncage that tiger for you. Just say, fill her up with SO Extra. Happy motoring. Last half of the first inning, it'll be Phil Lins leading off for the Yankees. Lins batting at 247, five homers, 24 RBIs. Mets lead the Cardinals, eight to four after two and a half. St. Louis batting in the bottom of the third. We'll keep you posted on that ball game. It's a big one. Cincinnati and the Phillies are idle today. Now the pitch to Lins. It's in there. Strike one. Lee Stang, the right-hander. Stang has a record of 7 and 13 this year. Acquired from the Twins for Jim Mudcat Grant. Curveball, it's low, it's 1 and 1. Johnny Romano doing the catching. Chico Simone at first, Billy Moran at second, Dick Hauser at short, Max Alvis at third. In the outfield and left, it's Leon Wagner, Vic Davalio in center, Woody Held in right. Lee Stang on the mound. He's into the windup. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Phil. Foul past Frank Rossetti down the third base side. One ball, two strikes. Jimmy Gleason coaching at first for the Yankees. Frank Rossetti at third. Beautiful day. Gee, it is a picture day here for baseball. About 70 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. The 1-2 pitch to Phil is hit into right center. That ball's going to be in there. Davalio, nice backhanded stop. Lynn's going for second, and he's in there. Bill Lynn getting things underway with a double to right center. Oh, the first batter to face Lee Stang gets on. Now that'll bring up Bobby Richardson. Davalio had a little trouble breaking after he caught the ball. And Lynn, sensing this, took off for second base and slid in well ahead of the throw. All right, here's Richardson, batting at 265, four homers, 49 RBIs. Bobby has been one of the Yankees who has been doing extremely well the last six weeks during their surge, and he bunts one toward first. Stang has it, starts to go to third, changes his mind, and he's safe at first base. 
as Chico Simone was off the bag. Bobby Richardson, with a burst of speed, got there ahead of Simone, although Simone had the ball, but just didn't get his foot on the bag in time. He had to look to see where it was. Now, this can be excusable because Simone is normally an infielder by trade at second and short, and he's played some outfield. He's not too used to first base. Richardson is being credited with a base hit. So Bobby gets a hit, infield single. Lins is at third, nobody out. Roger Maris the batter. Maris batting at 282. Swings and misses at a big curveball, strike one. Simone had that ball and had to reach for that bag and couldn't find it. Then by the time he looked and picked it up, Bobby had scampered across. That could be a big play. Stang ready again. He sets. Pitches. It's low in the dirt this time. One and one. Phil Lins with a leadoff double is now at third. Bobby Richardson with an infield single at first base. Last of the first inning. No score. Stang. Gets a sign, checks the runners. The pitch is outside. Two balls, one strike. Max Alves playing very shallow for Maris at third base. Stang sets the pitch to Roger, is in the dirt and gets by Romano, but only by about three feet. Lins couldn't come in, so it's three and one. Lee Stang falling behind Roger Maris to count three balls, one strike, with Mantle on deck. Stang gets a sign from Romano. Richardson off first, Lynn's off third. The pitch to Maris is a half swing that's called ball four. Johnny Rice said that Roger didn't go around, so the bases are loaded, and here comes Mantle. Mickey Mantle batting from the left side. He's hitting a 303, 35 home runs. 108 RBIs, nobody out. Lynn's at third, Richardson at second, Maris at first. Oh, the Yankees forcing the opportunities here. The runners are leading off, staying into the windup. The pitch to Mantle is swung on and missed, and it's strike one. Lee Stang. Firing a fastball on the inside corner, right around the letters to Mantle. Now the pitch to Mantle is popped up down the left field line. Digging for it is Leon Wagner. That ball drops in there for a ground rule double. Mickey Mantle hitting a high pop fly down the left field line, landing about five feet fair and 
spinning off into the stands. Scores Phil Lenz and Bobby Richardson, and the Yankees take a two-to-nothing lead. And that is RBI number 109 and 110 for Mickey Mantle. Mickey having a great year with the RBIs. Still nobody out. Elston Howard, the fifth batter for the Yankees. Coming to the plate, Maris at third, Mantle at second. Ted Abernathy is warming up for the Indians in the bullpen. Lee Stang, and they're going to put Howard on and load him up to pitch to Joe Pepitone, and that's an unusual thing. Howard, a right-hand batter, facing the right-handed Lee Stang. They're going to pitch to the left-handed hitting Joe Pepitone. Howard leads the Yankees in batting with 312. And last night with the bases loaded and the Indians leading two to nothing, Howard doubled down the left field line to tie the score. So Bertie Tevis decides he's had enough of Mr. Howard. He's going to try for Joe Pepitone. Ellie, it's 3-0 now. He's batting at 3-12 with 15 homers, 81 RBIs. And ball four, and Howard is intentionally passed, and still there's nobody out with the bases loaded. Joe Pepitone, the sixth Yankee to come to the plate. He's hitting a 249. 28 home runs, 99 RBIs, and here's a spot. How much better can it be to come up with that 100th RBI? Bases loaded, nobody out. The first pitch to Pepe is high, and it's ball one. A fly ball, a base on balls, or a base hit. And Joe's got his 100th RBI. All right, the 1-0 pitch to Pepe. Swings and misses, strike one, one and one. Lee Stang, through the first five batters, walked two, gave up three hits. He's allowed two runs. Yankees lead, two to nothing. Last of the first inning. Stang ready again. The runner's leading off. The pitch to Pepitone is hopped up into the infield, and it's an automatic out. The infield fly rule is called, and Pepitone is out of there. The runners hold. That one was caught by the second baseman, Billy Moran. So there's one out. Now here's Tommy Tresh batting left-handed. Tresh batting at 249, 16 home runs, and 73 RBIs. Tom got the big three-run homer that gave the Yankees the ball game last night. It was 2-2 tie when he hit it. The Yankees got all their runs in the third to win the game. First pitch is high to Tresh. It's ball one. Maris at third, Mantle at second, Howard at first. Two runs in. Stang into the windup. The pitch to Tresh is just outside, 2-0. So Stang has now fallen behind Tresh. He's got to come in there. Bases are loaded, one away.
Staying into the windup again. The runners lead off. The pitch to Tresh is fouled off. Strike one. Two balls and a strike to Tommy. Sign on the board. The American League standings. The Yankees, percentage of 613. The White Sox, a percentage of 600. And the Orioles, who are out of it, have a percentage of 596. The magic number is one. Pitch to Tresh is popped up into short left field. Digging over as the shortstop edge of the grass takes it, and there are two out. So, with the bases loaded and nobody out of here, Lee Stang has muscled up. He has forced Pepitone to pop up, and now Tommy Tresh, and that'll bring up Cleet Boyer. Boyer hitting at 216, eight homers, 51 RBIs. Two out, bags loaded. Yanks lead two to nothing. This is the eighth Yankee batter as Stang goes into the windup. The pitch to Cleet, in there, strike one. After three full innings, the Mets lead the Cardinals eight to four. They're playing in St. Louis. Stang ready again. The one strike pitch to Boyer, swung on a miss, strike two. Tigers lead the Orioles two to one after one. They're playing in Baltimore. Boyer digging in there, has that straightaway stance. Chokes up about an inch and a half on the end of the bat. Okay, staying ready. The two-strike pitch to Boyer. High fly ball going back into short right center. Billy Moran backing up for it. Gets under it and takes it. So Lee Stang really bore down there to get Pepitone, Tresh, and Boyer. The side is retired. The Yankees came up with two runs on three hits. And the score after one inning of play, the Yanks two and the Indians nothing. Let's see if there's anything else happening on the scoreboard between the Mets and the Cardinals. Nope. It's still an 8-4 ball game after three. We mentioned the Tigers lead the Orioles 2-1 after one. Don't forget, tomorrow, the final game of the season, will be getting underway at 1.30. This will be your last chance to take a look at the 1964 Yankees in action at the stadium during regular season play, I should say. Right now, as we've been mentioning, the Yankees, with the magic number at one, need only one victory or one White Sox loss to wrap up the flag. The Yankees were in good spirits before they came into the ball game. A host of them were huddled around the TV set watching the Mets and the Cardinals out in St. Louis before the game got underway. Not too much preference among the players as to who should they get in, or would they like to play Cincinnati or St. Louis? Don't forget, the Philadelphia Phillies are not out of it yet. They still have an outside chance. And the Giants. So there are four teams in the National League. Giants, Phillies, Cincinnati, and St. Louis, who are still in contention. And this is the next to the last day of the season. Last night, the Orioles were eliminated, and now it's between the White Sox and the Yanks. Now here's John Romano, the catcher. Takes a strike in there from Al Downing. Yankees leading two to nothing. 
Downing with a lifetime mark of 26 and 14. Into the windup, the pitch to Romano. Check swing foul. Strike two. Joe Askew caught the game for the Indians last night. Today is Johnny Romano. Romano batting at 244, 19 homers, 47 RBIs. Swings and misses, and it's strike three. Al Downing continues to strike him out. That's his second strikeout on this ball game, and number 213 on the year. Now here's Woody Held, the right fielder coming on. Held batting at 238. He's got 18 home runs and 49 RBIs. One out, nobody on. The pitch by Downing to Held is fouled back. Strike one. Right now, Al Downing and Camilo Pasquale are tied for the home run league in the American home run lead in the American League with strikeouts, right? Home run? Wow. Well, let's start over again. What day is it? One and one, the count to Woody Held. I'll get to that one in a moment. Held takes outside from Downing, but two and one. Pasquale and Downing are tied for the strikeout lead with 213 apiece. That'd be quite a year if you hit 213 homers. <laughs> they retire you. All right, the 2-1 pitch to Woody Hill. Check swing, bouncer down the third base side, foul to Salihemus in the coaching box. Elmer Velo coaching at first for the Indians. Two balls, two strikes, one away. Downing ready again. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It's a curve ball. It's high and it's 3-2. So Downing has run the count to 3-2. That's the third batter in this ball game. He's done it to. Here's the payoff pitch. It's strike three. A swinging strike. And that is strikeout number three for Al Downing. 214 on the season. And he now officially takes over the American League lead for strikeouts. Here's Vic Davalio, small center fielder. Davalio batting at 272, six homers, 51 RBIs. Takes a strike in there, a breaking ball. Davalio leads the Indians in stolen bases with 21. Downing ready again, swung on and missed, and it's strike two. From here, it looks as though the batters are really having trouble picking up Downing's fastball. That ball's on them as they start to go at it. All right, the two-strike pitch to Davalio. He fouls this one into the upper deck down the left side, and it's nothing and two. The count holds. Red Sox lead the Senators one to nothing after one. Downing delivers to Davalio, and what is it? Ball. One and two the count. John Rice did not make a move. Howard dropped the ball and dashed out to, to tag Davalio. We thought it might have been a called third strike with Howard dropping the ball, but 
That was not the case. All right, one ball, two strikes, two out, nobody on. Yanks lead, two to nothing, top of the second. Downing ready again. The pitch to Davileo. A hopper right back to Downing. He takes it. Over to Pepitone to retire the side. So it's three up and three down for the Indians. The score, after one and a half, the Yankees two, the Indians nothing. Talk about high octane. Talk about smooth, clean performance. You're talking about new power formula SO Extra Gasoline from Humble Oil and Refining Company. Puts a tiger in your tank. Yes, the humble scientists have caged up a tiger in new power formula SO Extra. This is the gasoline that actually helps restore lost power. It keeps your engine purring smooth because it keeps it running clean. Actually cleans the carburetor neutralizes harmful engine deposits, gives your car a new lease on life. So see your SO dealer today and let him uncage that tiger for you. Just say, fill her up with SO Extra. Puts a tiger in your tank. Happy motoring. Let's pause right now for station identification. Hear a doubleheader on Music of Broadway tomorrow morning, starting at 9.15, here on WCBS and WCBS-FM, New York. Well, as Al Downing comes to the plate, we've got our first football score. This could be a big upset in the making. Holy Cross leads Syracuse 8 to nothing, and Syracuse was favored by 24. So, here's Al Downing, though, at bottom of the second inning. Batting from the right side to face Lee Stang. He takes a strike right in there. Yankees are leading two to nothing. Mets failed to score in the top of the fourth. They lead the Cardinals eight to four with St. Louis batting in the bottom of the fourth. Downing hits a pitch into center field, a base hit. He caught that one right on the end of the bat. Lined it, not too hard, into dead center field. So Downing is on with a base hit to lead off the bottom of the second. That's the fourth hit given up by Lee Stang. Now here's Phil Lenz, who started the ball game with a double to right center. Later scored. Ted Abernathy is up again for the Indians as Stang sets, checks downing the pitch to Lindsay, bunts it behind the plate. It bounces back over Romano's head. Strike one. Yogi with a two to nothing lead wants to move another man into scoring position. Nice to be able to pick up a run an inning. That happened this year and it's unusual. Some team in the National League, I've forgotten, got a run in every inning. Phil bunts this one up in the air, way back on the screen. That one came back and hit the screen. No chance for Romano to get to it. It's nothing in two. Army plays last year's number one team, Texas, tonight, and Navy plays Michigan. So the two service academies from the East got a lot of football on their hands today. 
All right, here's the two-strike pitch to Linz. It's outside. Ball one, one and two. Linz was swinging away. Now he takes a look at Frank Rossetti to see whether or not he wants him to bunt him all the way. Yankees leading by two. Not much likelihood that he will. Downing leading off first. Stang sets. The pitch to Linz. A ground ball to the shortstop. Hauser up with it. Flips to second for one. Throw to first. Not in time as Linz put on a burst of speed to beat the relay by Billy Moran. Downing forced at second. Linz stays alive at first on the fielders or on the force play, and that'll bring up Bobby Richardson. Richardson had an infield single in the first inning and later scored. One out, Phil Linz at first base. Last of the second. Stang gets the sign from Johnny Romano. Phil takes the lead. The pitch to Bobby's a curve that doesn't make the inside corner, and it's ball one. First base and Linz is back. Lee Stang acquired from the Twins for Jim Mudcat Grant. Here's the 1 0 pitch to Bobby. Strike called 1 and 1. We've got quite an interesting setup coming along in the National League. If the Giants should win today and St. Louis lose, Four teams in the National League will be separated by one game. Bobby takes a strike right in there. One and two. How do you like that? The Giants and the Phillies would be one out. St. Louis and Cincinnati tied for the lead. Whew. And it ends tomorrow. Of course, that's supposition right now. Here's the one-two pitch to Richardson. Drops one into left center, digging for Wagner. Can't get it. Lins around second holds as Wagner fires the ball into Max Alves. Bobby just stuck out his bat and dropped one. It was like a chip shot, really. Looping it over the shortstop's head into left center. So that's Bobby's second hit. The Yankees have runners at first and second, and here's Roger Maris, who walked in the first inning. That's the fifth hit off Stang. Stang has been in trouble in both innings. Pitched to eight batters in the first, gave up two runs. Now he's got runners at first and second with one out. Maris the batter, Mantle on deck. Outfield plays Maris deep and to pull. Infield shaded to the right side. Roger fouls this one back on the screen, and it's strike one. Stang gets the sign. He sets. 
checks the runners. The pitch to Maris is way inside. It's one and one. Well, from August 22nd, the Yankees hitched up their britches and took off. And right now, they're one victory away from the 1964 pennant. A real team effort in the last six and a half weeks. Pitch to Maris, swung on and missed, strike two, one and two. Kind of a bubbly crowd out here today. Sort of a soft murmur. Things moving right along. Feel the excitement. All right, staying ready. The one-two pitch to Roger. is swung on and missed, and it's strike three. Lee Stang striking out Roger Maris for the second out in this inning. That's his first strike out of the ball game, and that'll bring up Mickey Mapp. Mantle with an opposite field double in the first has driven in the only two runs for the Yankees thus far. They lead two to nothing. Lenz at second, Richardson at first. Two of the fastest Yankees on the base as Mantle takes low and inside, ball one. Mickey with 110 RBIs on the year, batting at 3.05. Two out, runners leading off again. Stang, a double look at Lynn's at second. Pitches to Mantle, a high hopper to the mound. Stang has it. Flips in time to Simone, and the Yankees are out of there. No runs on two hits, and the score after two full innings of play, the Yankees two and the Indians nothing. Camel time. It's camel time. Camel time. Best tobacco makes the best smoke. Camel gives you easygoing taste, honest enjoyment, choice quality tobaccos. The exclusive Camel blend of costly tobaccos has never been equal. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Right now, make it Camel time. Have a Camel cigarette. Here's Billy Moran, the second baseman for the Indians, leading off here in the top of the third with the Yankees leading two to nothing. Al Downing in there all the way for the Yankees, Lee Stang for the Indians. Billy Moran, right-hand batter. He was acquired from the Los Angeles Angels earlier this year. First pitch is a strike right in there. Downing with that good fastball has been giving the... Indian batters, a lot of trouble. Got that shadow about at the mound right now. There's a curve ball, it's down, one and one. We mention this because it is a factor. 
pitchers with good stuff can give batters a lot of trouble here with the shadows as they are right now. They're about at the mound, halfway between home and third. Two balls and a strike. Al Downing into the windup. The 2-1 pitch is low, and it's 3-1. In St. Louis with the Cardinals batting. In the last of the fourth, they've got the bases loaded and two out. Mets lead 8-4 right now. They are really having a Donnybrook out there. All right, the 3-1 pitch to Moran. It's strike two. Full count to Billy Moran. Al Downing, 13 and 8 on the air. Gets a sign from Ellie Howard into the windup. The pitch is just outside, and he walked him. So that's the second walk given up by Downing. Lee Stang is the scheduled batter, and is he going to come up? Yep. Yanks lead the Indians 2 to nothing. They've got five hits. The Indians hitless at this point. We're in the top of the third. All right, Downing sets the pitch to Stang. A beautiful bunt out by the mound. Downing has to go to first base. Oh, almost threw it away. Oop. Bobby Richardson had to jump as high as he could go to come up with that one. A beautiful sacrifice by Stang. Downing throwing a high one to Bobby. Richardson came up with it. On the play, Moran goes to second. Now this will bring up Chico Simone, the leadoff batter who flied to right field in the first. Downing with the sign. Moran leading off second. The pitch to Simone. A hopper. Lins to his left. Can't get it. And here comes Moran around third base. And it's a two-to-one ball game. And there was a strange bounce on that ball. That ball was going at a bounding point where Lins was going to catch up with it. And at the last bounce before Lynch could field it, it kicked back toward the right field side and went straight into center. So Simone gets himself a base hit and an RBI, and it's now the Yankees two and the Indians one. We were directly behind the plate, and we could see that ball take that odd kick away from Lynch's glove. Here's Hauser. Takes a strike right in there. Simone at first base. Chico, a fast man. Got himself 10 stolen bases in 84 games. That was the first base hit off Al Downing. And Downing throws over to first base to keep Simone honest. Downing has developed a pretty good move with the help of Whitey Ford, who's got them all. All right, the one strike pitch is hit hard to left field. That ball's in there. Fresh gets it on the first hop. Simone digging for third, and he is out of there. The plate umpire made the call as Larry Knapp was behind the play. He was down the line, and coming out from the plate was John Rice. Rice was about 30 feet from the play and called it at a distance, but he had the good look at it, and Bertie Tebbets is out talking to John Rice. So that's a big break for the Yankees. Now they've got two outs with a runner at second instead of one out and runners at second and third. 
That ball went from Tresh to Linz to Boyer. They're giving Hauser credit for a double. Simone out on the relay from Tresh to Linz to Boyer. 7-6-5. Hauser is at second base with two out. That's the second hit off Downing. Two to one ball game. Yankees lead. Now here is Leon Wagner who struck out in the first. Swings at the first pitch and he tried to stop but couldn't. Strike one to Wagner. Well, the Cardinals failed to score. Parsons came on in relief and retired the Cardinals there with a bases loaded and two outs, so it's still eight to four after four. Wagner, a hopper to Pepitone at first. He's got it. Races to the bag, and the side is retired. One run on two hits. No Yankee errors. One man left to score after two and a half. Yanks two and the Indians one. Valentine beer, Valentine beer. You wrap your hand around an icy cold glass of it. Valentine beer, Valentine beer. You taste it, crisp, clean, refreshing. Valentine beer, Valentine beer. Won't fill you up, won't let you down. You get a smile every time. Okay, here comes Ellie Howard, and we've got a change from the official score. Dick Hauser is now credited with a single and not a double, as we originally announced. All right, Howard, who was passed intentionally in the first inning, comes to the plate. Lee Stang into the windup. The pitch to Ellie is low, and it's ball one. Yankees two, the Indians one. We're in the last of the third. Howard batting at 3-12. Dang ready again. The pitch to Ellie. Shot up the middle. Base hit. Line drive right past the shoulder of Lee Stang. So the Yankees get the leadoff batter on again for the third inning in a row. The first Lynn's doubled. And the second Downing single to lead it off. And now here's Ellie Howard in the bottom of the third with a single to center. That is hit number six off Stang. And that'll bring up Joe Pepitone who popped to the second baseman in the first inning. Dick Donovan and Ted Abernathy warming up for the Indians. Stang sets the pitch to Pepitone is swung on and missed and it's strike one. There's one thing about Lee Stang. He has put in a long day right now and we're only in the bottom of the third. Eight men in the first inning. Five in the second, and the leadoff batter on here in the third. Stang delivers. The ball gets by the catcher. 
Johnny Romano down to second is Howard. The big sweep around second, but he holds. Wild pitch is charged to Lee Stang. So with nobody out, Howard is now at second base. A 1-1 count to Pepitone. Yankees two, Indians one, last of the third. After three, Detroit two and the Orioles two. They're playing in Baltimore. Now Stang sets. The pitch to Pepitone fouled off. One ball, two strikes. Kansas City and Chicago playing at Chicago are scoreless after one. O'Donohue and Horland. John O'Donohue, the left-hander, and Joel Horland, the right-hander, are opposing each other in that Kansas City-Chicago game. All right, Stang sets. The 1-2 pitch to Pepitone. Up the middle. Nice stop by Hauser, but he can't throw anybody out. That ball went right through Stang's legs. Hauser, darting behind second base, caught the ball and then fell down. And that'll go as a base hit for Pepitone. So the Yankees have two men on and no one out. Howard stayed at second base. That'll bring up Tommy Tresh. All right, Tom Tresh. Popped to the shortstop in the first inning. He's 0 for 1. Yankees with runners at first and second. Stang sets this time. The pitch to Tresh is swung on and missed, and it's strike one. Well, Charlie Smith is homered for the Mets in the top of the fifth, and now it's 9-4 to four at least with the Mets batting in the top of the fifth inning. Stang ready. The pitch to Tom is low in the dirt. One and one. Nice block by John Romano. The way that situation is developing in St. Louis, the Mets will have to become the most unpopular team of all time as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Beat them last night one to nothing in a thriller. They lead nine to four in the fifth inning today. Stanks, that's a 1-1 pitch to Tresh. It swung on and missed, and it's strike two. One ball, two strikes. Boyer on deck. Nobody out. Howard at second. Pepitone at first. Yankees leading 2-1. to one. We're in the bottom of the third. Stang stretches. Checks Howard at second. The pitch to Tommy is foul down the left field side. Out of play. Count remains. One ball, two strikes. Final game of the season tomorrow between these two ball clubs here at the stadium. Game time, 1.30. That'll wrap up the 1964 pennant race. All right, Stang gets a sign from Romano. The pitch on the way to Tresh is outside, a high fastball, 2-2. Two and two.
Mustang once again. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Tresh, just outside a full count. Well, the Cardinals in the fifth inning have already used five pitchers. The Mets have used four, and it looks like a battle for manpower right now. Whoever has the most men at the end will win. A big ball game for the Cardinals. Boy, that could change the entire complexion of this National League race. Payoff pitch. The runners are going. There's a drive. It's straightaway center. Davalio. Plenty of room, and he can move his back. He gets it. Howard goes back to tag up and will go on to third base. That ball was hit 410 feet in dead center field. Howard and Pepitone were going on the pitch, and then Howard stopped and went all the way back and tagged and then moved over to third. So Tresh, the long fly to center. He's out of there. There's one away. Howard is at third. Pepitone at first. The batter is Cleet Boyer. Yankees leading two to one. Last of the third inning. And now Romano is out to talk to Lee Stang. Stang is pitching one of those games. He's been in hot water in every inning. Yeah, the base is loaded. In the first inning, Mantle doubled. Then they walked Howard. He had him loaded again with nobody out all through this. And finally, he got Pepitone, Tresh, and Boyer on pop-ups to retire the side. But he was in a jam then. He gave up only two runs. Pitched to five batters in the second inning. He got runners at first and third with one out here in the third. Boyer, the batter. Stang gets the sign. He sets. The pitch is a ground ball to third. In the left field. Base hit. Howard in to score. Pepitone stops at second, and it's a three-to-one ball game. We thought Max Alves might have had a shot at that ball, but it just tipped his glove and sneaked into left field. So Boyer gets credit for a single and an RBI, and the Yankees lead three-to-one. And that'll bring up Al Downing. Downing had a leadoff single in the second inning. That is hit number eight off Stang. Yanks three, Indians one, bottom of the third, one out. Pepitone at second, Boyer at first. They're looking for the sacrifice, but Downing swings, and it's strike one. Alvis was creeping in, Simone at first, playing way in. So Downey took a swipe at the ball. Now let's see what happens this time. Indian infield still playing shallow, looking for a possible bunt. Downing swings at this one, and it's strike two. Nothing and two the count. Now Al takes a look at Frank Crescetti. Steps back in the box. Stang sets the two-strike pitch. Strike three call. Hit that outside corner. That is strikeout number two for Stang. Now to bring up Phil Lenz, who doubled in the first inning, bounced to short in the second. He's one for two. Lenz scored a run in the first. Two out, runners at first and second. Lee Stang 
Fairly compact right-hander on the mound for the Indians. Delivers and Phil swings and misses and it's strike one. Kansas City failed to score on the top of the second. Chicago batting in the bottom of the second. No score in that ball game. Lins fouls this one off and it is nothing and two. No balls, two strikes to Phil Lins. Bobby Richardson on deck. Well, with the Cardinals batting in the bottom of the fifth, the Mets came up with one in the top of the fifth. It's the Mets nine and the Cardinals four. Charlie Smith hit a home run in the fifth inning to give the Mets another one. All right, Pepitone off second. Boyer off first. Stang sets a two-strike pitch to Lynch, and that ball was thrown over Lynn's head, past the catcher, and hit the bat stop on a fly. That had to be one of the best wild pitches you'll ever see. That ball was two and a half feet over Lynn's head. And really got away from Lee Stang. It hit the backstop, which is 75 to 80 feet behind home plate, on a fly. So it's one ball, two strikes, and the runners move up. Pepitone goes to third, Boyer to second. That was rather startling because of how far off the target it was. Now we're ready. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. That one, a letter-high fastball. That takes care of the Yankees, but not before they came up with one run on three hits. And the score, after three full innings of play, it's the Yankees three and the Indians one. The next portion of this ball game will be brought to you by the makers of Camel Cigarettes. Camel gives you easy-going taste, honest enjoyment, choice quality tobaccos. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Make it camel time, right now. Okay, as we get ready for the fourth inning with the Yankees leading three to one, here's the old redhead, Red Barber, to take you along for a while. Now, Jerry, just what have you told him so I won't repeat? Well, I've tried to tell him just about everything. I've stayed on top of that National League action and, of course, the action in Chicago with the uh, Kansas City A's and the White Sox going at it. So we've uh, tried to keep him abreast of the two pennant races. We did mention one thing that's startling. If the Mets win and the Giants win, four teams will be separated by one game going into the final game tomorrow in the National League. Do you think there's any chance of a four-way uh, playoff? No, not there, because Cincinnati and Philadelphia, somebody's got to fall. They play each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. Well, we got a mighty pretty day for this big ball game here at the big ballpark. Al Downing, for the second time, has a two-run lead. He is ready to pitch now in the fourth inning to Max Alvis, the third baseman, hitting number four, and Tebbett's uh, batting order, then Romano, and then Held. Young left-hander going after his 14th win. This is the third time he's tried for it. He's 1-0 over Cleveland this year. He's never lost to him in his short career. He has 4-0 lifetime. First pitch it over to Alvis for a call strike. Max hit into a force at second base in the first inning. 3-1. Favor the Yankees. If they can win it, it's all theirs. Change of pace, grounded foul between third base and the coaches, Salihimus. K-1. 
kicking down into the left field corner where Tresh has to run it down. Ball even kicked past him. Two strikes. We've really got the wheels turning today. We're going to be busy from now on here. The football score is coming in. End of the quarter. Purdue 7, Notre Dame nothing. Pitch is low for a ball. At the end of the quarter, Northwestern and Illinois. No score. Detroit has just come up with four runs down at Baltimore. One-two pitch. High outside ball, too. Baltimore's problem is uh, a hope to take second place from the White Sox. They were eliminated by the Yankees' win last evening. It is Detroit 6 and Baltimore 2 into 3.5, and, and they got Pappas out of there. Strike 3, low curveball. And now Downing strikes out his fourth. He's the top man in the league in strikeouts. He has 215 to Pasquale's 213. And Downing may uh, wind up as the strikeout leader this year in the American League because Pasquale pitched Thursday, and I would think that he wouldn't be pitching anymore this season. Now we have uh, Romano, who struck out in the second inning. I mean, you have to watch Pasquale's arm, for one thing. And he likes uh, his full complement of rest, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, in other words, it's not like they're fighting for a pennant or something. Bring him back on two days rest. End of three innings. It is Boston one, Washington nothing. And the new manager, Billy Herman, is running the Red Sox. He has a two-year contract. This is his second shot at managing. He waited 17 years for it. A curveball in there. Strike two, one and two. Romano, right-handed batter. Across the river. Herman right after he finished his active career as a player, managed the Pirates for a season. And he said in his interview at Boston yesterday that uh, he was young then, inexperienced, but he's been learning about his mistakes for the waiting 17 years. Strike three, swinging on a curveball. So Downing now strikes out the first two in the fourth inning, holding his 3-1 lead. Five for the day, 2-16 for the season. Pete Ward just hit a home run for the White Sox. And they lead one to nothing at the end of two innings in their battle with Kansas City. O'Donohue for the A's and Horland for the White Sox. L.A. at Minnesota later. The Mets are really making life miserable. Got a run in the fifth inning. And they're leading now nine to four. Woody Hell fouls the pitch back and it is one and one. One ball, one strike. Smith of the Mets hit that uh, home run in the fifth. Altman hit one in the second. Cranepole with uh, two on hit one in the third. White and Boyer have hit home runs for the Cardinals. Change up is over for strike two. In the Mets-St. Louis game, Fisher began for New York. Rybert in the second and Parsons in the fourth. Sadecki, who had won 20, Again for St. Louis, Craig in the second inning, Richardson in the third, Hunt was in the fourth. Strike three, swinging, and 
Uh, Mr. Downing just simply sets down the side, strikes it out. That's all it was to that. Three Ks in the book, and for the Yankees, driving to nail it down themselves. At the end of three and a half, New York three and Cleveland one. While the teams exchange positions on the field, let's take time out and declare it time for a camel, the best tasting cigarette of them all. Yes, sir, the exclusive camel blend of costly tobaccos has never been equaled. Camel gives you easy-going taste, honest enjoyment, choice quality tobaccos. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. So make it camel time for you. Camel time is any time when nothing less than a camel will do. So light up, lean back, and smile. Things all seem to brighten up every time you light one up. Discover what we mean when we say camel time is pleasure time. Make it camel time right now. Right now make it camel time. Have a camel cigarette. Well, at this juncture, we will pause for station identification. You're a Broadway doubleheader during Music of Broadway, starting tomorrow morning at 9.15, here on WCBS and WCBS-FM, New York. Lee Stang makes his first pitch a high let-up to Bobby Richardson as we move into the last of the fourth inning. Stang, a right-hander, has won 7-13 and 13 this season. He was dealt after the curtain lifted, you know, from the Twins to the Indians. Foul back. Boom. Right over there in uh, Jerry Coleman's Belovic. He moved over there on TV. Richardson hits the ground ball to short. Hauser over to first to Simone, and Richardson is out. Bobby had gone up there two for two. Now we have one out, last of the fourth. Yankees leading three to one. Here is Maris, who has walked and fanned. Lead defensive well around and to right. Crusetti coaching at third, Jimmy Gleason at first. Roger hits a ground ball slowly to the pitcher who runs over to first base. He intercepted the ball halfway between the mound and first base. Harris is out. Two down, and here is Mantle who knocked in two runs with an opposite field double in the first inning. The base is loaded. Lynn's open with a double to right center. Richardson uh, beat out a bunt for a base hit. Actually, he didn't beat it out so much. I mean, he's hustling all the time as Simone, who is an inexperienced first baseman, got his feet uh, crossed up. In other words, he tried to do the buck and wing, and he didn't get the wing on it. Mantle cuts at the curve. Strike one. Other than he, uh, he just missed touching first base with his foot, and Richardson didn't. Then came the walk to Marish to load him, and then came Mantle's double down inside the left field line, ground rules double, and the Yankees got their first two. In the third inning, a single by Howard, a wild pitch, and a single was a ground foul. By Boya got the third run in. Two strikes to Mickey. Mantle batting in those two has kicked his RBIs up to 110. 
which is a good year's work. Lee Stang pitches inside close to the handball line. Three to one, favor New York. The Yankee number is one. The Yankees themselves eliminated Baltimore last night. They're out to eliminate Chicago today. Pitches wide, and it is two and two. At the end of five innings, it is still the Mets nine and the Cardinals four. Manager Keane isn't holding anybody back except the starting pitcher for tomorrow. Mantle cuts in, strikes out, but after a slider. So, four strikeouts for staying, nothing across to New York. And at the end of four, the totals for the Yankees, three runs, eight hits and no errors. For the Indians, one run, two hits and no errors. Now let's give you a little bit more detail on the um, Battle of the Mets out at St. Louis. Fisher started for New York, Ribot in the second, and Parsons in the fourth, and he's still going. And for the Mets, uh, Altman a home run in the second, Cranepool one in the third with two on, and Smith one in the fifth with nobody on. Sadecki, the 20-game winner for St. Louis, fully rested, went out there, and bang, Roger Craig replaced him in the second, Richardson in the third, Humphreys in the fourth, Taylor in the fifth, and Ciela in the sixth. That's what I mean when I say that Keane is holding nobody back. When you get to this stage, you can't hold anybody back. I would say there's only one uh, ball player in the park here at the stadium today who is not going to get in the ballgame. And that's Whitey Ford who pitched last night and they're counting on him for Wednesday. Otherwise, Yogi would use them all. And of course, Tebbets has got nobody to hold back. Chicago at San Francisco will be quite uh, late. It's an afternoon game, three hours difference in time. It is Detroit 6, Baltimore 2 at the end of 4. End of 3, the Red Sox under their new manager, Billy Herman, 4, Washington, nothing. End of 2, the White Sox 1, the Athletics, nothing. The first pitcher to move into the fifth inning, Vic Davalillo up, the very small left-hand hitting center fielder. Stands right up on top of the plate, especially that forward puts fouled off, strike one. A fly ball out to left center field. Maris is going, Sunglass is down, he's going, he one-hands it. He's a pretty uh, competent customer out there, you know it? Now we have Billy Moran. Lee Stang gets out on deck. Whether he hits or not remains to be seen. I mean, Tebbets went to his bench early last night. Foul back. Al Downing. Pitching for the Yankees. He's had a hit today, and that means he's two up on Bouton in the battle uh, to see who's going to have the most hits for a Yankee pitcher. There's a looper that Richardson's coming in, makes the catch. Two up. Put out at second base. Now let's see. Is it going to be a pitcher staying? 
Yes. Sacrifice in the third inning. Bowden will have a chance. He pitches tomorrow. Tomorrow's ball game, which brings down the curtain, is 130. 3 1 pitch. In there for a strike. That was very interesting last night. White Sox, of course, playing a doubleheader, and nobody here at the stadium knew. Uh, when the Yankee game was over, they'd won, and the White Sox won the first. What the second game was going to be? In fact, um, the Athletics even got it tied 4-4, if you recall. They sang up swings and fouls, strike two. So we checked with um, the writers, and if you think uh, you've got bad hours, the newspaper man had to stay here and wait until the second game in Chicago was over before they could write their story. There's a ground ball down to short. Lins over to Pepitone, and that is the third out. Second straight inning, Downing uh, puts him down in order. The score at the end of four and a half, it's an official ball game. The Yankees three, and the Indians one. Camel time. It's camel time, camel time. It's pleasure time for you. Camel time is any time when nothing less will do. Things all seem to brighten up. Every time you light one up. Right now make it camel time. Have a camel cigarette. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Camel gives you easy-going taste, honest enjoyment, choice quality tobaccos. The exclusive Camel blend of costly tobaccos has never been equaled. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Right now make it Camel time, have a Camel cigarette. Right now make it Camel time, have a Camel cigarette. Lee Stang is getting all set to pitch to Howard. Elston is one for one today. He was deliberately walked in the first inning. The Yankees on top, three to one. When Howard singled in the third, he was uh, later brought in for the Yankees' third run, which is a big one. The defense is straight away on Ellie. Pitches outside, ball one. Here are some of the writers who had to wait until that second game in Chicago was over in the loneliness of the press room here at the stadium. In first strike. And you know a lonely place is a major league ballpark with all the lights out at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And the kitchen is closed. Everything else is closed except the facilities of Western Union and the telephone company. How it cuts on the curve. Tommy Holmes of the Herald Tribune. You read his story this morning. He got to bed later than you did. Leonard Carpet of the Times, Joe Trimble of the News, Jack Hand of the AP, Tim Moriarty of the UPI, Till Berdenzi of the Journal American, Larry Fox of the World Telegram, Maury Allen of the Post, Howard Picks Wide, Ball Two, Bob Curlin, 
of the uh, Beacon Record, Bill Quinn of the Newark News, Jim Ogle of the Newark Star-Ledger, John Drebinger of the Yankees remained, um, you know, just to see that everything was quiet and peaceful. Howard strikes out on a curve, strike three. Five strikeouts for Stang. Also, there were three Western Union operators who had to remain down in the press room. So, while you were having that uh, cup of coffee this morning and reading your paper, some fellows had to prop their eyelids up. Now we have Joe Peppertone, one for two. Joe takes a pitch curve in for a strike. Frame around into right, left-handed batter. Swings and grounds it foul back in the first base coach, Jimmy Gleason. Speaking about fellas staying up late last night, the one I heard on the radio this morning, there were some fellas that were getting up at the time these riders were going to bed. Around 3, 3.30. They must have been. Pitches high inside. Pepitone hung up there a little late, thinking it might be a curve, and it was a fastball, and he had to drop. Well, I'm saying that I heard on the radio before 7 o'clock this morning, a fellow was given a rundown on the waiting time on the public golf courses around New York City. High outside. And he said, and this is just before 7 o'clock this morning, and what I'm doing listening to the radio at 7 o'clock, I don't know. I'm not interested in this kind of race or anything else, but he said anywhere from an hour and a quarter to two hours waiting time then. 2-2 pitch, swung on, there's a ground ball down to second. Ran over to first to Simone, and Pepitone is out. And I came to the firm conviction, and I've had it all day long, that if it's 7 o'clock in the morning, fellas were already having to wait two hours to play golf. There must be something to the enterprise. Now we've got Tommy Tresh, who is 0 for 2. Yankee leading 3 to 1. Tresh batting uh, left-handed, takes on the outside, ball one. The Yankees had a chance to get a croaker sack full of runs in the first inning. They had two in. Had the bases loaded and nobody out. And then Stang got three infield pop-ups. Brown foul back to first base. John Stevens down there, the umpire makes the stop. Ball kicked out. Rice at the plate, Stevens at first, Valentine at second, and Knapp is at third base. High outside. Just think about these umpires in their offseason. Now, Stevens is a top basketball official in the winter, and Larry Knapp used to be a top uh, fight referee. Championship fights at the garden he did. Fall back, two and two. Two balls, two strikes. In the four and a half innings, it is Detroit six, Baltimore two. In the three and a half, Boston four, Washington nothing. In the two, Chicago one nothing over Kansas City. 
But the A's have been at bat a long time in the third inning. Press checks on a low inside curve, ball three. End of five and a half, the Mets nine and the Cardinals four. Pirates are going to play later in Milwaukee, Chicago, San Francisco, Houston at L.A. Philadelphia, Cincinnati is not scheduled. Strike three swinging. He went after the curveball and Stang sets the Yankees down in order for the second straight round. Totals at the end of five. Three runs, eight hits, no errors for New York. One run, two hits, and no errors for Cleveland. Now we move in inning six, and we have the top of the order, Chico Simone. One hit, single through the middle in the third, and that knocked in Cleveland's tally. Downing had walked Moran, Pritchard sacrificed him over, and Simone uh, picked him up. Yankees on top, three to one. Outside, first pitch, ball one. The Yankees have beaten the Indians 14 out of 16 games this year. Bertie Tevitt says it's indecent. That's his exact quote. Pitches high outside, ball two. And I'll say this, that the Cleveland club can blame the Yankees for this year, but every time Cleveland got going, it was the Yankees that killed them. Curve is in, strike two. Cleveland was trying to have a very respectable finish. They were playing about the best ball in the league till the Yankees went out there last week and won four ball games in two nights. Chico Simone, they're trying him at first base now. They've had him at second. They've had him in right field. They know he's got the bat. They know he can run. But where are they playing? Ground ball to third. Pass Boyer down the left field line. Simone is on his way to second base. Ballo has sent him. He's coming in easily. Trush throws into third, and it's a double. So you keep hitting like he's been hitting, and they're going to play you someplace. As she's hit number three off Downing, Simone has two of them. Now we have Hauser, who has the other one. He singled to left in the third. Had there been nobody on base, Hauser would have gotten a double in the third inning. That was the time when Simone was cut down at third, trying to uh, go around there. That was the relay. 
Tresh to then to Boya. First pitch is in for a strike. Nobody down. Hauser, right hand hitter. Takes over for the strike. Strike two. Well, look at that. At the end of five, Detroit and Baltimore are six and six. Orioles still hoping to do something about second place. This is their last game of the season. They don't play tomorrow. A drive along the right field line is fail. And it's going to get the run in. And Pepitone is kicking now to Stevens. And Stevens is trying to walk away from him. Pepitone is uh, demonstrating rather uh, forcefully where the ball hit. And Stevens, I think, is warning him, saying, you better get away from me. John was saying before the game that in a, a, a ball game in which you're playing for the stakes that they're playing for, he would try to be a little bit more patient. But I'd say that Pepitone is trying his patience. Is it a double right on the right field line? As I saw it, it kicked up the white. But Pepitone was trying to claim it hit outside. So we've got the tying run at second base. If you go away, don't go away very far because this thing ain't over yet. Now it's a 3-2 ball game. A line double right on the line, too, by Hauser to right. This gets Simone in, and we have the tying run at second, and no man retired here in the sixth inning. The batter is Leon Wagner. He pops it up. It's a short fly ball that trashed the left fielders under. He has. The ball was up pretty high. Now the run that Howard scored in the third inning is the difference. And Elston is out there now talking to Downing. Yogi has his bullpen going. As we said earlier, the only guy who won't be down there if he needs him is Whitey. He did his job last night, and he really did it. Max Alvis, the third baseman who can hurt you, right-handed batter. Doubles by Simone and Hauser. Three-two, New York. There's a ball hit high back in the left center. Tresh going back. He can't get it. It's over his head for an extra base hit. It's off the scoreboard. Here's the tying run coming in, and Alvis is coming in to third base for a triple. All tied, three and three. He hit that one, and this gets Yogi out of the dugout. Mickelson and Ramos are in the bullpen. Yogi is marching out to the mound. Pepitone is there at the mound. Howard is there also. Yoke has his arms folded now. He hasn't uh, made a move for the bullpen yet. We don't know whether he will or not. Nope. He's walking away. He's leaving at the downing. A triple by Alvis and a big one. Tresh went back as far as he could in left center. And the ball simply sailed on past him and bounced off the left center field auxiliary scoreboard. That's a big blow here at this ballpark. 
Now we have Johnny Romano, who has been up twice and struck out. The Yankees draw the infield in. And they are ruining very much the fact that they didn't harvest the crop that was there in the first inning. They had that chance, you might say, to put it away. Wait a minute. Now Howard is talking with umpire uh, Rice. Just a moment. Rice is motioning Pepitone to go back to first base. Pepitone has started over to the mound. What the umpires are trying to do is get the ball game going. Now wait, here comes Yogi, and apparently the stall was on. And that's what the umpire, now Pepitone uh, says something to Rice, and Rice is warning him. Don't say any more. Yogi apparently wanted a few more pitches in the bullpen. Of course, the umpires are not at all aware of what uh, clubs do at a time like this. It's all a complete surprise to them. Well, Yogi has got to take him out now because he's out there for the second time. He's got the ball. This is all for Downing, and uh, Yogi sends him in, gives him a pat on the backside, and Downing walks away. Al is out after five and a third innings. The Indians caught up with him in the sixth. No two ways about that. A double by Simone, a line double by Hauser, and a big triple by Alvis. Running down to the bullpen for Cleveland is Teant. I told you that nobody's holding anything back. I mean, Tebbett uh, is simply infuriated at the way this season has gone with the Yankees. Now, this is Louis Tiant, who is just uh, his top pitcher right now. And he's going to the bullpen right now. That uh, Now the Indians have got the ball game even. Tebbett said before the game, he said, people ask me who's my pitcher for tomorrow. He said, look, you tell me what I've got to do today and who I've got to use, and I'll tell you who will pitch tomorrow. Now, he may have had in mind Tiant tomorrow to start, or he may not, but Tiant's going to the bullpen right now. The Yankees had their chance in the first inning when they had two runs in and the bases loaded and nobody out. Pepitone hit an infield fly, was automatically out. Tresh hit an infield fly, was automatically out, and Boyer popped to the second baseman. And there went the, uh, should we say, the opportunity. Pete Mickelson has come on, tall right-hander, a rookie. He's had a sound year. 3-3 ball game. Runner at third base, one out. Otherwise, Mickelson has nothing to think over. And while he is warming up, we will pause for station identification. Hear a Broadway doubleheader during Music of Broadway starting at 9.15 tomorrow morning here on WCBS and WCBS-FM New York. Here in the sixth inning, Mickelson will be pitching, first of all, to John Romano, a boy from uh, across the river over in New Jersey. Then Woody Hell. We have the runner at third and a 3-3 ball game. And uh, the Indians are just simply anguished at their fate with the Yankees this year. They want to do something about it while they still have a chance. You can understand that. Aside from the fact that a ball club always wants to win. And we uh, understand that the Mets are really tearing up the peep hats down at St. Louis. 
Casey Stengel has signed his contract for next year, and the way he's going, he may see to it that Johnny Keene doesn't get a chance to sign one. Now, Romano's up. Swings at a sinker. Strike one. Mickelson on the mound. He's been a busy boy. This is game number 50. He has won six and lost four. He has been strictly a bullpen man. Infield up, runner at third, one down. The right-hander pitches low outside, and it is a ball. Mickelson wearing glasses. He throws sidearm, and his ball has a pronounced tendency to sink. Actually, he hurt his arm. He originally was an overhand pitcher. He couldn't throw overhand anymore. He had to throw sidearm, and the sinker just came with the new pitching motion. So he regards the injury as a blessing. Outfield straight away, the right-handed delivered, and there's a ground ball, foul, softly to the third base coach, Solly Hemus. Hemus looks at it, throws it up to the mound. Elmo Vallo coaching it first. The drawn-in Yankee infield is Pepitone, and I'll say that Stevens was very patient with him just now. Richardson, Lenz, who is doing magnificently, Kubek hurt, and Boya. Fresh, Maris, Maddell in the outfield. Howard giving the sign back of the plate. Relief pitcher Mickelson. In position. One-two pitch. Swung on a ground ball to short. And Linz knocks the ball down. Recovers, throws over to first. In time to get Romano and holds the runner at third base. The ball bounced up and hit Linz in the chest. Had, it, uh, had there been a swifter runner, he couldn't have made the play. But he did make it on John. We're not trying to disparage his running speed. But nevertheless, there was a situation, and uh, a rather important one. Woody Hill went up there, and now I think he's going to be called back for a hitter. This looks like a big Bob Chance. Big, strong, left-handed batter. Chance hitting 279. In the seventh inning, Klaus has hit a home run for the Mets with two on. Christopher's hit one in the seventh and nobody on. And the Mets are still going. One of their happiest days in three years. Boy, they're moaning just the other side of the Mississippi. Do you remember when um, St. Louis was referred to as the only major league team west of the Mississippi River? Cincinnati is not playing today. San Francisco playing later. Now here's Bob Chance up there. He's a big rookie left-handed batter. Right on top of the plate. Takes low inside. Ball one. Chance hitting for Hell. Who was in right field. So this is an easy switch for Tebbets if he wants to make it. He can put Chance at first and send first baseman some on to right. A swing and a miss. Low inside breaking ball. One and one. We have two men out. The infield is back. The whole defense is around to it right. 
Top of the sixth inning. Mickelson relieving Downing. Delivers. Outside and low. Ball two. One pitch is swung on a curve, strike two. Now Joe Cooper just made an observation about a Major League Ball Club in reference to the Mississippi River. He said the Twins, that's Minnesota, so that's the only team on both sides of the Mississippi. And I have to take a little difference, Joe. It's got to be on one side or the other, and the Twins won't admit it. 2-2 pitch, change of pace, strike three swinging, and Mickelson gets out of the jam. He struck him out. And it is two runs on three hits. It's an even-up ball game. The score in the five-and-a-half with Mickelson making that save. The Indians three and the Yankees three. It's crisp and clean like no other beer. Shines through the glass like frosted gold. Turns your thirst to a smile. You get a smile every time with a won't let you down. The crisp, clean taste of a Valentine. Won't fill you up. Won't let you down. So get a smile every time with a Valentine. Won't fill you up. Won't let you down. Wow, what a beer. That Valentine. And Tebbets makes the switch. Chance, who hit for uh, first for right field to hell, goes to first base. And Simone, who had started at first, goes to right. It is a 3-3 ball game, and so the Yankees have got to start all over again. That was a big uh, save there by Mickelson, who is now the pitcher of records. His game to win or lose. Downing is off the hook either way. In fact, when he left the mound, he couldn't be the winner. He might have been the loser. We have Boyer, then uh, Mickelson. There's a curveball grounded down to short. Hauser over to first to chance for the out. One pitch, one down. Last of the sixth inning. And here is Mickelson coming on to be the batter. Mickelson this year has one hit. Lee Stang, who was severely threatened, it looked as though uh, you didn't see how he could survive the first inning. Delivers and Mickelson cuts misses, strike one. He's still with us. He's now even again. One strike on Mickelson, hits right-handed. Stang is a right-hander, kicks, delivers, over. And it is strike two. 
Do you know how many runs the uh, Mets made in the seventh inning of St. Louis? Just six. They're now leading 15 to four. Over. Call strike three. Curve across the outside corner. This is the seventh strikeout for Stang. Now we have Lenz, who doubled in the first inning, headed to a force in the second, struck out in the third. In the four innings, the White Sox four and the Athletics nothing. Curve is over. So the Yankees look, can look at that board and pretty well figure it's, uh, it's up to themselves. Well, they've been figuring that anyhow. Not news to them. There's a high drive foul in the upper left field stand. See, I think the White Sox, um, who certainly have uh, had resiliency this year, I think they won their last seven. They're not letting up. They're not only driving for first, but also if they can't get that, they want second. Considerably more money finishing second than third or in a tie. Whoop! Lenz uh, drops underneath the high inside fastball. Boys, if he needed a shave, he got it. Boom. One and two. Now he gets back up again. Stang pitches and Lenz fouls it back. And it knocked a lens off of one of our cameras. <laughs> That's what the fans are hollering about. Well, whoever holds the budget down at WPIX, I bet you had heart failure when they heard that. One-two pitch swung on as a high fly ball into short left. Here is the left fielder Wagner, and it drops. Lenz is on his way to second base, and he comes in, and he's there for a double. Wagner seemed to have the ball under control. Then he stopped. I think he lost it in the sun. It dropped in front of him, and it's a double for Lenz. Oh, ran it out. Hit number nine now for the Yankees. 3-3 ball game. Man, things are happening all over the baseball front these days. They had a nod one last night in the ball game at uh, St. Louis. They had a ground ball hit an umpire. Very simple ruling. The ball was dead because the umpire was in front of the infielder. Had the umpire been behind the infield, the ball would have been in play. Richardson swings and has a drive foul in the right field corner. Nothing in one. Of course, under the American League system of umpiring, I don't think that could happen because they keep their umpires back. Second base umpire was inside last night at St. Louis. Richardson, the ground ball to third. Alvis up, throws over to first base in time to chance. That is the third out. No run, one hit, a sun double in left field for Lenz. Totals at the end of six. Three runs, five hits, and no errors for Cleveland.
three runs, nine hits, and no errors for New York. And the action carries on. And right now, let me say that the next portion of this game will be brought to you by Ballantine Beer. Beer after beer, the most refreshing around. So smile, settle back, and enjoy baseball and ice-cold Ballantine Beer. Now we have uh, the shortstop in here. Well, Phil, these uh, foul balls are sort of keeping folks awake, aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. That one hit, that telephoto lens over there, it only costs about $5,000. They'd rather lose a cameraman than that lens. Well, we've got a pressure-packed ball game right here at Yankee Stadium. The Indians have come back to tie it up at 3-3. A couple of other pressure-packed games around. In the National League, the Mets came up with six runs in the seventh inning and lead the Cardinals 15 to four at the end of six and a half. Holy cow, look at those homers. Altman, Crane Poole with two on, Charlie Smith, Klaus with two on, and Christopher. Five homers by the Mets. White and Boyer have homered for the Cardinals. And Philadelphia and Cincinnati just sitting there laughing up a storm listening to the game. They're not playing today. In the American League, it's Baltimore six and the Tigers six at the end of six. Red Sox five, Washington nothing, end of five. White Sox four, Kansas City nothing, end of four and a half. And they've just put the score up on the scoreboard. And you hear the fans' reaction as Pete Mickelson gets ready to pitch to Vic Davileo. It's low and away, ball one. Davileo is hit to the box and fly to center. Batting 271. Mickelson's next delivery is swing and a miss, strike one, one of one. Pete Mickelson, who came on in a real clutch situation, a runner at third and one out, got Romano to bounce out to Lenz and struck out Bob Chance, batting for Woody Held. And that's what's kept this game at a 3-3 tie. He runs up to Bunt, takes it high, ball two. That was the same type pitch on which Mickelson had struck out Chance, a change-up curveball. Now the 2-1 delivery. In there, strike two call, two and two. This time of the year and this time of the day here at Yankee Stadium is tough to pick up that ball from the pitcher. The shadows have completely covered the pitching box and home plate. 2-2 pitch, ground ball to the right side. Pepitone is right, has it. And Davileo beats him there. Pepitone was waiting for Mickelson to come over. Pepitone could have made the play and then realized that Mickelson couldn't get there and tried to beat Davileo, couldn't do it. And that goes as an infield single. What a weird play. The Yankees got a break on a similar play in the first inning when Richardson butted and the pitcher staying through to the first baseman, Simone, who caught the ball and then went to tag the bag and Richardson beat him to the bag. And that play cost the Indians two runs. The Yankees scored two runs in that first inning. And Tito Francona is going to bat for Billy Moran as Bertie Tebbett's going all out to win this ball game. As you know, there's no team in baseball that likes the pennant winning team to win the pennant against their team. They figure it kind of leaves a black eye. And so Tebbets is going all out to thwart the Yankees in their attempt to wrap it up today. 
Tito Francona, batting 249, has 12 doubles, two triples, eight homers, and 24 runs batted in. A left-hand batter, which makes the double play that much tougher. Davalio, who can fly, is at first base. He has 21 stolen bases. Francona digs in at home plate. Davalio with a short lead at first. Pepitone holding him on. Here's a stretch. Boyer is in at third. Pitch to Francona. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Francona steps back, gets a little dirt. Now he looks down at Salihimis, coaching at third. Boyer is way in at third base. Linz and Richardson have shortened up a couple of steps at short and second. The stretch. The pitch, a line drive, beautiful play by Pepitone, double play. So Pepitone. It's feeling a little punk by letting Davalio beat out that grounded to him, leap high in the air to take a double away from Frank Corner, and Davalio could possibly have scored on that ball. It was heading down in the right field corner, and Pepitone turns it into a double play. So two quick outs, and here's Lee Stang. He's sacrificed and bounced to the shortstop, hitting 0-6-0. A thriller here at Yankee Stadium today. 3-3 in the top of the seventh. The pitch is in there. Strike one call. And had Pepitone not been holding Davalio on the bag at first, that ball would have been in for a double right down the line. Curve over. Strike two call. Nothing in two. Mickey Mantle playing a very shallow right field against the right-hand hitting Stang. Curve outside. One ball, two strikes. White Sox lead Kansas City 5-0 now at the end of five. Red Sox lead Washington 5-0 end of five. And Baltimore and Detroit tied 6-6 end of six. And it's the Mets 15 and the Cardinals 4 at the end of seven. Mickelson delivers. It's outside with the curve. 2-2. Two and two. On deck, Chico Simone. Two-two delivery, low ball three, full count. Three balls, two strikes, two out, nobody on. The payoff pitch, low ball four. Stang took it. It was close. First walk allowed by Mickelson. Stang at first with two out. Here's Chico Simone. Fly to right, single to center, and double to left. He has scored a run and driven in a run. Well, Holy Cross was leading Syracuse 8-0 at the half. But Syracuse bounced back with 34 points in the second half and defeated Holy Cross 34-8. In case you're wondering why you're not hearing the voice of the Yankees, Mel Allen, the last two days, he was up there doing this game. 
First pitch to Simone is in there. Strike one call. Pepitone holds first against Stang. Stretch by Mickelson. Pitch to the right-hand hitter. Foul in back of the plate. Strike two. Simone is batting 310. He's been a pleasant surprise for Bertie Tebbets and the Indians. On deck, Dick Hauser. Here's the stretch. Curve outside. He held up. One ball, two strikes. Stang with a short lead at first base. Mickelson checks him. Delivers a curve strike. Three swinging. That good change-up curveball again. And for the Indians in the top of the seventh, no runs, one hit. No Yankee errors, one man left. At the end of six and a half, Cleveland three and the Yankees three. Valentine beer. Valentine beer. Valentine beer. It comes off the ice sparkling cold. Valentine beer. Valentine beer. It's smooth and satisfying all the way. Valentine beer, Valentine beer. Go ahead, enjoy the best. <laughs> you get a smile every time with a Valentine. Won't fill you up, won't let you down. The crisp, clean taste of a Valentine. Won't fill you up, won't let you down. Tito Francona has stayed in the game to play right field and Larry Brown has moved in to play second base. So Francona will be hitting in the eighth position in the lineup and Larry Brown will be hitting in the leadoff spot. Roger Maris steps in. Maris's walk struck out and uh, bounced out to the pitcher. Batting 281. Lee Stang, who got off to a real shaky start, and in there all the way for Cleveland. His pitch to Maris is a curve outside, ball one. A 3 3 ball game in the bottom of the seventh. Stang delivers a foul tip back, strike one, one and one. Here's the 1-1 pitch. A curve popped in the air. The shortstop, Dick Hauser, right near second base. Makes the catch. Maris hit that one right off his fist. One out, here's Mickey Mantle. 
Mickey doubled with the bases loaded in the first inning, driving in two runs, then hit to the box and struck out. Batting 303. Stang's pitch is on the inside corner. Strike one called. Fastball fouled in the upper deck. Strike two. On deck, Elston Howard. Dang ready. Right-handed delivers a curve low, gets back to the screen. One ball, two strikes. Now Stang delivers. Foul again back in the upper deck. One out, nobody on in the last half of the seventh inning. Lee Stang ready. His curve is popped foul outside a third near the stands and goes back too far for Alves to reach. Still one ball, two strikes on Mickey. Stang gets set out on the mound. Fires it in. It's inside. Romano started to throw the ball to third base. Now with his hands on his hips talking to Johnny Rice. The count is even at two and two. Here's Stang's 2-2 delivery. Little bit low, ball three, and this time Stang and Romano did not agree with Johnny Rice. A full count on Mantle. Three-three ball game here in the bottom of the seventh. One out, nobody on. Stang ready now for the payoff pitch to Mantle. Foul down the left field line near the stands and going back into the stands out of play. Ball hit off a fan's hands and bounced back onto the field. Larry Knapp picks it up. Says we need a new ball in play. But Stang does not like the ball that Johnny Rice threw him. He wants another one. So we'll have the 3-2 pitch all over again to Mantle. 
Here is the payoff pitch. Fouled again out of play. Off the upper deck and down below, and it hit the guide wire just as it was coming into the stands and bounced back onto the field. A little horseplay at home plate with Madeline Romano. All right, Stang ready again. He kicks, delivers. It's high ball four. The third walk given up by Lee Stang, his first since the first inning when he walked two men. One of those walks was intentional to Howard, who is up now. Elias walked single and struck out, batting 313. Bob Chance holds first against Mantle. Stretch by Stang. Pitch is low with the curve, ball one. Mick leads away at first. Stang's pitch is over the inside corner, one-on-one, and Howard was not happy with that call. One-on-one on Elston Howard. Stang to the set position. His pitch is low, knocked down by Romano. Two balls and a strike. Time is called. And while time is called, we'll pause for station identification. Hear a Broadway doubleheader on Lee Jordan's Music of Broadway tomorrow morning at 9.15 on WCBS and WCBS-FM, New York. All right, we're ready to go. Two balls, one strike on Howard. One out, 3-3 three, three to score. Mantle at first. We're in the bottom of the seventh. Here's the stretch. Pitch, a ground ball is short. Alvis cuts in front, up with it. Throws in time to force Mantle at second. Just did get him. And it's a good thing Alvis cut in front of Dick Hauser or they'd have never got Mantle at second base. So it's a force play. And the batter now, with Howard at first, will be Pepitone, who has popped to second, singled, and bounced to second. Joe batting 250. Chance not playing Howard real close to the bag. The stretch and the pitch to Pepitone. A foul back out of play, back of the plate. One strike on Joe. <laughs> on deck, Tommy Tresh. Two out, Howard leading off first. Stang ready, his pitch is low. The count's even at one and one. 
Stang now ready for the 1-1 pitch. Swing, ground ball to second base. Up with it, Larry Brown. Flips the chance for the out. That's all for the Yankees in the bottom of the seventh. No runs, no hits, no Indian errors. One man left. And at the end of seven, it's Cleveland three and the Yankees three. The National League at the end of seven and a half, the Mets 15, the Cardinals four. I'll say that again for those of you who may have fell off your seats. The Mets 15 and the Cardinals four at the end of seven and a half. Pittsburgh and Milwaukee just getting underway, as is Chicago at San Francisco. Houston at Los Angeles tonight. Philadelphia and Cincinnati not scheduled. And they must really be enjoying this day off. With the Mets holding a 11-run lead, playing the eighth inning out in St. Louis. <clears throat> For the Indians, it'll be Dick Hauser, Leon Wagner, and Max Alvis to face Pete Mickelson. Mickelson, who came on in the sixth inning to relieve Al Downing. Ready to go. Hauser is two for two. He walked, singled, and doubled. He has driven in a run and scored a run. Hauser batting 256. This is the top of the eighth inning. All right, Mickelson toes the rubber, gets the sign from Elson Howard. First pitch to Hauser is taken, strike one call. Mickelson's next pitch, low and away with the curve, one and one. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Low and inside. Ball 2. 2-1. Two Boyer is playing in at third. Hauser can go down that line. He has 20 stolen bases. Time is called. Just as Mickelson was ready to deliver the pitch. Something had uh, come down from the upper deck right around the batter's box and Johnny Rice quickly called time. Little things like that flying around the batter's box can uh, affect the batter more so than the pitcher in a spot like this. All right, here's a 2-1 delivery. Inside ball three. Three and one. Mickelson kicks, delivers, it's right down the... Oh, it's not! Johnny Rice started to lift the right hand and pulled it down quickly. It's ball four. That ball must have really been a sharp sinker. And now Leon Wagner is coming up. Bertie Tebbets came out of the dugout to talk to Wagner. Wagner's 0 for 3, struck out, bounced to first, fly to left. Hitting 255. Boyer moves way in at third. Pepitone holding first against Hauser. 
And let's see what Bertie Tebbets has up his managerial sleeve right now. The stretch by Mickelson. Pitch to Wagner. He swings and misses strike one. Now Wagner looks down at Sally Hemus, coaching in third. A lot of times a manager will let a slugger swing at one pitch and then uh, go to Bone on the next one. Throw to first. Hauser back. Score is tied here. 3-3. Nobody out in the top of the eighth. Stretch by Mickelson. His pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Now let's see if Mickelson uses that change-up curveball of his. That's been uh, quite effective for him since he's been in this ballgame. Got two strikeouts with it. Right-hander stretches. Low and inside. One ball, two strikes. He didn't use it on that pitch. That was a sinker. Mickelson gets the sign from Howard. He sets. Throw over to first. Hauser is back. Now Pete is ready. Delivers a foul. Just got a piece of that ball. Still one and two on Wagner. Nobody out, and Hauser at first. Score tied 3-3. Mickelson's changeup curve popped in the air in the infield. Boyer right at the mound is there. He one-hands it. And that'll bring up Max Alvis. Alvis has bounced a short, struck out, and tripled to deep left field. Max Alvis batting 253. A right hand batter. Throw to first base. Houses back. He's dancing off first, bothering Mickelson a little bit. On deck, Johnny Romano. Here's the stretch. Another throw over there. Hauser is back. Now the stretch. Pitch swing and a miss. The run is going, and he's hung up between first and second. Richardson to Pepitone to Richardson to Pepitone. He bluffs him, and Pepitone tags him out. That was a delayed steal by Dick Hauser, but Howard was alert for it. And his perfect throw to Richardson hung him up between first and second for a a little while there, it looked like Richardson and Pepitone were just playing catch, throwing it back and forth. But they get Hauser, 
two to four to three to four to three. So it's two out, a one strike count on Max Alves. Slow curve over strike two call. Mickelson pitching with his full windup now gets the sign from Howard. Two strike pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. For the Indians, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left. At the end of seven and a half, Cleveland three and the Yankees three. Let's hear some claps. Here's a great new way to buy your bottled beer. New Valentine's flip caps are here. They're a snap to open, pull out, up, and over. The handy way, no bottle opener. That's right, beer bottles you open without a bottle opener. New Valentine flip caps, they're a snap to open. Like I said, pull out, up, and over. Then pour yourself a Valentine. Wow, what a beer. Won't fill you up, won't let you down. Gives you a smile every time. And here's something extra to smile about. Valentine's flip cap bottles are no deposit, no return. Go get Valentine flip caps. Don't delay. Get them in the six pack right away. Get Valentine beer in new flip cap bottles. They're a snap to open. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Tommy Tresh leads off for the Yankees. Tommy's 0 for 3, popped his short, fly to center, and struck out. Batting 247. A 3 3 ball game. Well, the Cardinals scored a run in the eighth inning. It's 15 to 5 in favor of the Mets. They got a long road to hold there out in St. Louis. Lee Stang ready to pitch to Tommy Trash. Curve hit foul outside of first strike one. On deck, Cleve Boyer, and then Mickelson will follow. Fastball hit on the ground, foul again outside of first. Nothing in two on Tresh. Yankees have nine base hits, but they got eight of those hits in the first three innings. Then they got one in the sixth. Stang has really settled down. They had him on the ropes in the first inning. Yankees scored two and then had the bases loaded with nobody out. But Stang got out of it. The two-strike pitch. Curve pulled foul outside of first again. Still nothing in two. Here's a two-strike pitch. Low and inside. One ball, two strikes. Couldn't ask for a more perfect day for a ball game.
Stang gets set. Outside, and the count is even at two and two. Here's his 2-2 delivery. Ground ball to second base. Larry Brown on the big hop. Flips the chance. It's one out. It brings up Boya. Cleet popped to second. Then single to left field in the third with two out to drive in a run. Check that with one out at the time. And that run was the third run the Yankees scored. Then in the sixth inning, Boya bounced to short. He's one for three, batting 218. And Johnny Blanchett has come in the on-deck circle. So it looks like Mickelson will not come up to bat. Pitch to Boyer is low ball one. And it could be that Pedro Ramos is heating up in the bullpen. Two balls, no strikes now on Cleet Boyer. Pedro Ramos is heating up in the Yankee bullpen. It's two balls, no strikes on Boyer. Staying into the windup. Pitches, it's a ground ball in the hole, a base hit to left field. Boyer, round first. Wagner up with it and fires it on in, and Cleet is on with a single. And the batter is Johnny Blanchard, batting for Pete Mickelson. Mickelson did an excellent, outstanding job in relief. Blanchard batting 237, eight doubles, seven homers, 28 runs batted in. On deck, Phil Lins. Boyer at first with one out. The stretch by Stang. Pitch to Blanchett is low, scooped out of the dirt by Johnny Romano. Ball one. Here's the stretch. Pitch popped foul coming near the stands. And just back into the first row of box seats alongside the Indian dugout. Romano could not reach it. One-on-one -on, -one on Blanchard. That ball game is over out in St. Louis. The Mets have defeated the Cardinals 15-5. Parsons is the winner. And uh, it looks like Sadecki is the loser. So Philadelphia and Cincinnati will have a good night's sleep tonight as they go into that final day of that National League pennant race that could end up in a three or possibly four-way tie. How do you like that? I'd hate to explain that playoff situation that could develop. All right, here's the stretch by Stang. The pitch to Blanchett. Hit high in the air to right field, but Tito Francona is moving in under it. 
and he's got it. Blanchard flies to right field. Two out. That's right. Joe Cooper has just reminded me that either Philadelphia or Cincinnati will be eliminated tomorrow, who, depending on who wins or loses the game. All right, here's Phil Lins. Doubled, bounced to short, struck out, and then doubled in the sixth. Two for four, both of them doubles. Lins batting 251. Boyer at first with two out. The stretch by Stang. Pitch to Lins is low, ball one. And don't forget this American League race. White Sox are winning five to nothing. Playing the bottom of the sixth against Kansas City. Pitch a ground ball in the hole. A base hit to left field for Lynn. Boy is around second going to third. The throw comes into second base. And Lynn's holds it first. The Yankees have runners at first and third and two out. And Bobby Richardson the batter. Bill Lenz now three for five. That's the 11th hit for the Yankees. And here comes Bertie Tebbets out. Bertie Tebbets is talking first to plate uh, umpire Johnny Rice. Bobby Richardson, who is two for four, a bunt single, a single to left center, bounced to short and bounced to third. And Tebbets is coming out to the mound. He's calling his infield in. And, of course, they want to be on the alert here for a possible double steal. A lot of managers want a double steal as an order in this situation, like the catcher to fire the ball back to the pitcher so that in the event that the runner on third comes home, they can hang him up, and if he doesn't, the pitcher can still turn around and possibly get the man going to second. It's an unusual play, but it has worked in the past. Tebbets is talking to Romano, Stang, and Larry Brown, the second baseman. Bobby Richardson, the batter. Bobby was up in the sixth inning with Lins at second and two out and bounced out to third. The score is tied 3-3. We're in the bottom of the eighth inning. Two out and two on. Here's the official paid attendance. 14,879. The total, including service, meant 15,544. All right, the huddle is over. Tebbets is going back to the dugout. It looks like Stang is staying in there unless Tebbets does the same thing Yogi did. Walked out to Downing, walked back to the dugout, and then came back out again, took Downing out. All right, that's the situation. Lynn's at first, Boyer at third, Richardson the batter. Two out, the score tied 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Bobby. Low and outside, ball one. Couldn't ask for a better man up at the plate in a situation like this than Richardson. Bobby, who uh, has been hitting that ball hard consistently. The stretch. The pitch fouled into the stands out of play. Bobby Richardson has struck out only 35 times all year. And he's been at bat 675 times, including the four times today. 
A 1-1 count on Bobby. Runners lead off first and third. The stretch by Stang. His pitch, swing and a miss, strike two. Bobby went down on one knee after that swing. One ball, two strikes, two out and two on. Tension here at Yankee Stadium. And I got a headache from all the tension. Birds are flying around above us. Here's the stretch. Look at the runner at first. The pitch. Line drive. You know he knocks it down. Can't make the play. And Boyer scores in the Yankees lead four to three. A base hit for Richardson. He hit a line drive that Dick Hauser leaped for. Got his glove on, but it trickled out of his glove. He could not make a play on Linz at second or Richardson at first. And Bobby comes through with a clutch single. Four to three in the bottom of the eighth. And the batter is Roger Maris. Roger is 0 for 3. He walked, struck out, hit to the box, and popped to short. Actually, Hauser leaped too high for that ball. It hit in the heel of his glove. And just trickled out. Here's the stretch. Lins at second, Richardson at first. The pitch to Maris is low ball one. Bobby Richardson drives in his 50th run of the year, and it could be the most important run he's driven in all year. The stretch by Stang. Pitch to Maris. Ground ball, just foul outside of third. Maris hit that one right off the end of the bat, and it squibbed foul. One and one on Maris. Huh? Linz leads off second. Richardson off first. Here's the stretch by Stang. His pitch fouled back to the screen. The count's even. Not quite. It's one ball and two strikes. Stang gets a new ball. Maris digging in at the plate. On deck is Mickey Mantle. All right, Stang is ready. His pitch low. Two balls, two strikes. Pedro Ramos had been loosening up for the Yankees, but now Whitey Ford is up alone in the Yankee bullpen. Whitey Ford pitched last night. Complete game, one at five to two. Yeah, we'll wait and see what Yogi's going to do. Right now, the Yankees lead four to three. Two balls, two strikes, two out, two on. The pitch to Maris. High, and it's a full count, three and two, and the runners will be off with the pitch.
A full count on Roger Maris. Staying ready for the payoff pitch. The runners go. He delivers. It's high. Ball four and the bases are loaded. comes Bertie Tebbets and that's going to be all for Lee Stang it's George Strickland walking out there and not Bertie Tebbets but nevertheless that's all for Lee Stang pitched a very unusual ball game but a fine ball game he worked seven and two-third innings he allowed 12 base hits Walked four, struck out six men, seven men, I think that is, seven men he struck out and has been charged with four runs, but he's got the bases loaded here as Don McMahon is coming on. And while McMahon's taking that long walk in from the bullpen, let's pause for station identification. Here a Broadway doubleheader on Lee Jordan's Music of Broadway tomorrow morning at 9.15 on WCBS and WCBS-FM, New York. So Don McMahon, the right-hander, is coming on a pitch to Mickey Mantle. Mickey has doubled to drive in two runs. Hit to the box, struck out, and walked. He's batting 3-0-3. Mickey was up in the first inning and doubled a left with the bases loaded. This is the 70th appearance of the year for Don McMahon. He's won six and lost four. I'd say to the relief, pitchers have really been getting their work this year. John Wyatt of Kansas City has been in over 80 games. And Dick Raditz has been in close to 80 games. They broke Jim Constanti's long-standing record of appearances, 74 that Constanti had while he was with the Phillies. Well, that's the way this game has turned out to be, a specialist game. And uh, relief pitches are really specialties. All right, the bases are loaded. Linz is at third, Richardson at second, Maris at first, and Mantle will be the batter. The Yankees lead in the ball game four to three. Johnny Rice dusting off home plate as Mantle steps into the batter's box. Here's the windup by McMahon. Pitch to Mantle. Swing and a miss. Strike one.
gets the sign. Kicks, delivers. It's low. Mantle checks the swing. It's one and one. McMahon asking for time now. Wants to tie his shoelace. He's ready. A 1-1 count to Mickey Mantle. The windup. The pitch, a foul back, strike two. One ball, two strikes. Let's see who the Indians have coming up next inning. Johnny Romano, Bob Chance, and Vic Davilio. A right-hand batter and two left-hand batters. And then after Davilio, Francona, another left-hand batter. So that could be the reason why Yogi's getting Ford loosened up in the bullpen. All right, here's the one-ball, two-strike pitch. High and away in the counts, even at two and two. McMahon is falling way to his left off the mound after he delivers each pitch. Bases are loaded with two out. Yankees lead four to three in the bottom of the eighth. The windup. The pitch. High foul outside of third. Alvis going back near the stands. Can't reach it. It goes back into the crowd. Out of play. Mick hit that one right off his fist. McMahon rubbing up the new ball. Now McMahon gets the sign from Romano. All three runners leading away. Pitch to Mickey. Almost hit him. And did it hit him? Let's see. I don't know how it missed him if it didn't hit him. No, it didn't hit him. It's three and two. Boy, that ball was right at Mickey's right shoulder. And he just got out of the way in time. Romano dropped the ball. Runners did not advance. It's a full count, but now they'll be running with the pitch. McMahon moving his uh, defense around. Mick gets up, dusts himself off. Back in the batter's box. All right, here's the payoff pitch to Mantle. Ball four, and McMahon is storming off the mound. Lynn scores. The Yankees lead five to three. Romano is arguing as a rubber ball is thrown out of the upper deck. A base on ball to run batted in for Mickey, his third of the day. Forcing in Phil Lynn's. That run is charged to Stang. The bases remain loaded, and Elston Howard, the batter. Ellie has walked, singled, struck out, and bounced to third, batting 3-12. So let's see, Mantle has three RBIs. That gives him a total of 111 on the year. Brooks Robinson leads the American League and runs batted in. He has 117. Right now, that ties Mantle for the second spot with 
Dick Stewart and Harmon Killebrew. All right, here's Elston Howard ready. McMahon delivers a curve that's high, ball one. A big insurance run just forced across the plate. Howard swings and misses a curve. Strike one, one on one. On deck, Joe Pepitone. One-one pitch inside, and Howard had to jump back out of the way in a hurry. Two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. It's over. Strike two call. Two and two. McMahon goes back to the rosin bag. Fires it down on the ground. All three men leading away. The pitch is a curve foul back out of play in the upper deck. Count holds at two and two. Mets beat the Cardinals 15 to five this afternoon. Again, we have the two-two pitch. Foul off the end of the bat. Count holds it two and two. Still two and two on Howard. Richardson at third. Maris at second. Mantle at first. The Yankees five. The Indians three in the bottom of the eighth. Here's the windup. The pitch low and away, and again we have a full count three and two with the bases loaded. McMahon asking for time, checking the sign with Romano. The runners all start to go. Here's the pitch. Line to center field. In for a base hit. Two runs score. Mantle pulls up at third, and the Yankees lead 7-3. As Elston Howard hits a 3-2 pitch on the line to center field. Driving in two runs. George Strickland is coming out of the dugout, and it looks like that's going to be all for Don McMahon with Joe Pepitone coming up. Pepitone, the ninth Yankee to bat here in the eighth inning. The Yankees lead 7-3. Mantle is driven in three, Howard two, Boyle one, and Richardson one. Howard now has 83 runs batted in on the year. And on the day, he is two for four, so he's batting 315. Bobby Richardson came up with a big base hit for the Yankees with two out. A line single off the glove of Dick Hauser. The drive in the run that put the Yankees ahead four to three. And Dick 
Donovan is coming on. Donovan was scheduled to be one of the starting pitches in this series. But Bertie Tebbets might have to change his pitching plans now. Donovan is making his 29th appearance of the year. He has won seven and lost nine. But we notice looking at his card that he has been used in relief. This is his sixth relief appearance of the year. Tall right-hander, 6'3", 205 pounds, from Quincy, Massachusetts. Don McMahon McMahon did not retire any Yankee player while he was in the ball game. And Donovan coming on now will be facing Pepitone. Pedro Ramos is up in the Yankee bullpen now. The Yankees leading 7-3. And the bottom of the eighth with two out. Mantle at third and Howard at first. Pepitone is one for four. He's popped to second, bounced to second twice and single. Batting 250. Still looking for that 100th RBI of the year. And he has had his chances, especially in this Indian series. Tommy Tresh, who led off this inning by bouncing out to second, is on deck. We're having a little uh, ticket trouble here, getting the other scores in. Chicago is leading Kansas City five to nothing at the end of five and a half, but that's been up there for a long, long time. As at Boston at Washington, the Red Sox lead five nothing at the end of five, and Detroit at Baltimore six six at the end of six. But some of those games might be over by this time. We're going to check to see if we can get any further scores. The only score in the National League, the Mets beat the Cardinals 15 to 5. All right, Dick Donovan ready to go now, pitching to Joe Pepitone. Mantle leads off third, Howard off first. Stretch by Donovan. Pitch to Pepitone is over, strike one call. Donovan shakes off a couple of signs. Now he sets. Way outside, almost a wild pitch. One on one. Donovan goes to the rosin bag. The right hand to stretches. Delivers a line drive to right field and is his 100th RBI. A line single as Mantle scores. The Yankees lead 8-3. And Joe Pepitone finally gets that base hit. 
turns around and shakes Jimmy Gleason's hand, coaching at first base, Joe Pepitone. Drives in Mickey Mantle with a line single, a deep right field. Yankees lead eight to three, and here's Tommy Tresh up for the second time in the inning. Tommy is 0 for 4 in this ball game, batting 246. Howard now at third, and Pepitone at first, and that ought to relax Joe now. Pitch to Tresh, ground ball to third. Alvis up with it, goes to first base in time to get Tresh, who made two outs in one inning but the Yankees come up with five runs on five hits no Indian errors and two men left and at the end of eight it's the Yankees eight the Indians three aha good evening monsieur who is the ale man your regular table is waiting he could be you a man with a thirst for a manlier brew may I take the ladies coat Three out of four men, every time choose the bolder, keener, tasting ale. The usual, monsieur? Valentine. The unusual. That's the taste of an ale man and a Valentine ale. Bolder, keener, more to the point. Next time you order up enjoyment, be a man about it. A Valentine Ale Man. Who is the Ale Man? He could be you. A man with a thirst for a manlier group. Three out of four men. Every time choose the bolder, keener tasting ale. Valentine. Pedro Ramos is coming on to do the pitching here in the top of the ninth with the Yankees leading eight to three. Pedro is making his 13th appearance of the year as a Yankee. Overall, his 49th appearance of the year, and he is pitching against his former teammates. The Yankees got him from the Cleveland Indians. Pedro has won eight, lost 10, and since he joined the Yankees, he has won one and lost none. Ramos with New York has an earned run average of 1.31. Pitched a total of 20 and two-third innings, allowing just three runs. All right, Johnny Romano will lead off. Romano is 0 for 3, struck out twice, and bounced to the shortstop. The Yankees looking to clinch their fifth straight pennant and their 29th overall. Here's the first pitch to Romano. Ground foul outside of third. Nice play by Sally Hemus in the coaching box. Strike one. Crowd yells as a paper airplane blows right out in front of home plate. Howard flips it away left-handed, saving that arm. Yankees won the pennant five straight years once before, 1949 through 1953. The pitch, check swing foul back in the upper deck out of play. Pete Mickelson is the pitcher of record for the Yankees and Lee Stang for Cleveland. Here's a two-strike pitch. Foul just off the end of the bat. Went for an outside curveball and just did nick it.
Back in 1922, the Yankees won the pennant on the next to last day of the season. St. Louis Browns finished second. And in 1949, they won it on the last day of the season. The Red Sox finished second, and I'll never forget that series because I was in it. The pitch, ground ball is short. Linz is up with it. Fires to first, one away. That brings up Bob Chance. Chance pinch hit in the sixth inning and struck out. He's batting 278. On deck, Vic Davalio. The windup by Ramos. His pitch, ground ball hit the short. Linz comes in. He's got it. Over to first, two away. And you'll hear the crowd roar on this next out. Two out, nobody on top of the ninth. The Yankees lead eight to three. Vic Davalio, the batter. He is one for three. Hit to the box, fly to center, and beat out a ground ball to first base. I guess the Yankees figure that champagne is cold enough. Been in the refrigerator for a few days. All right, here's the pitch to Davalio. Outside, ball one. Ramos into the windup. His pitch curve outside, ball two, two and nothing. Here's the 2-0 delivery. Swing and a pop foul. Could be in play. Howard back near the stands. And Boyer, and who's got it? Howard caught it. Elston Howard caught that foul ball. The ball game is over. The Yankees win it 8-3, clinching the pennant. They're mobbing Ramos. And now down to the Yankee dugout. Clubhouse. Someplace. Hey, Al. Nice work, buddy. Give me five. That a boy. Are we on? Okay, number 29. We're down here, and they'll be coming in in just a minute. The Yankees have just won their 29th pennant, and I didn't know I was on the air. <laughs> here they come. Pete Mickelson did a great job going through there. Hector Lopez, Bill Lynn, spectacular down the stretch. Pedro Ramos, and Yogi Mantle. Yogi. Hey, Yogi. <laughs> Yogi. Congratulating his player. There's the happiest man here in the clubhouse, Yogi Berra. Joe Pepitone got his 100. <laughs> we'll get you a little bit. We're waiting for the manager to get him over here to talk to him. Yo, come on over here, buddy. <laughs> Yogi, is this one sweeter than when oh, you were a player? Yes, it is, Jerry. It. <laughs> sure is. Gita Mickelson did a good job when he went in there. And, and well, we fought all the way, Jerry. I think... This is the hardest one I think I've ever been on. Well, actually, even though that one in 49 went longer, this one, when your first year as a manager, were there any time, at any time, did you have any qualms about this club winning? 
Well, Jar, it was just one time the writers asked me, uh, it was the game we lost in Los Angeles. And then I, I really got it back up uh, when we wanted to uh, beat Minnesota uh, twice over there in Minnesota when Washington beat Chicago. Though I said, I think we could do it. Yogi, let me ask you this. How did you manage to say, sto stay so calm all year? I'm excited. Um, You're not excited. <laughs> well, a lot of people say they don't show it, Jerry. Maybe I did or not, but uh, I've been a ball player, Jerry. I know how it feels, and, and every one of these boys uh, deserve it. We worked hard for it, Jerry, and, uh, and we deserve it. Well, let me ask you this. The big guys, the Mantle, the Howard, the Marises, Pepitone coming in on the stretch drive, Bobby Richardson. When that ball went out to Dick Hauser, the pivotal play, and he jumped a little too soon. <laughs> what happened on that bench? Oh, boy, everything. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice one. Uh, Crosetti was telling me the ball got in the sun there. He jumped up from the shadow into the sun, and it got in his eyes. Yogi, go enjoy yourself. A well-deserved victory. Thank I know you. you're thrilled to death, but we're Thank thrilled for you. you. The Thank first you. year out, Yogi comes up with his big one, the first pennant. Joe Pepitone, you're beautiful. Man. Tell us about that 100th RBI, Joe. Jerry, took a long time coming, boy, but I'm happy I got it. And my man right back there, Phil Lynch. Mickey, he got it in for me. Boy, I'm just, you know, Jerry, all year long having trouble on first base. And then coming through today, you know what I mean, and uh, winning, it takes all the pressure. I had a ball here, and it disappeared after that last out. How did believe you me, feel this morning going into the game, Joe? Jerry, I'll tell you, I was a little shaken up, believe me. I... I was real tight and I was worrying about the two days previous where I made a couple errors on first base and it was on my mind. And this hurts me a lot. But today, in that, <laughs> in that eighth inning, boy, when, when we got those five runs, everything was going. I said, I just, I just want to get one more RBI for myself, Jerry. That's 100. That right. took a long time. Peppy, let me ask you this one. In the first inning, the bag's loaded. <laughs> a little nervous, sir. Everything was tight. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that tight that the arms get tough and the wrists get stiff? Oh, Jerry, I was like steel. This, this is the whole thing. You have to be loose on first base. The only time I was loose on first base when it was two out in the last inning. And when I saw that pop-up go to Ellie, I says, Ellie, don't drop it, please. I don't want to get the next ball hit to me. But I really feel good, Jerry. I'm just that, this right now is the happiest time of my life, right now. Believe me, I'm really happy. Joe Pepitone, Thank you, congratulations. You Good much. luck in the series, my Thank friend. You. Thank right. you very much. Jim Bowden, 17. Come on over here. Where's Ellie? Come on over here, Ellie. Yeah, oh, now, wait a minute. Don't pour it on me this year. Ellie? How about it? A sweet one? You've been around for a lot of them. It was a good one, Jerry, and I really uh, appreciate it because, you know, Yogi was the uh, new manager, and uh, a lot of people say this is the year that we're supposed to lose the pennant, so I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm tickled with death that we won it. Elson, let me ask you this. How about that sun? That looked devastating out there in the outfield. It looked to me like a lot of balls the outfielders were having trouble they may have caught up to. Is right. it that wicked? Well, you can recall during the World Series one year that Norm Seaman played outfield. Right. And, and this time of the year, the sun is very rough because it, the shadows falls and the sun is right through the stands. So, in other words, the ball hit in. If you don't get your glasses down and the ball is direct in the sun, you get one black dot. So, it's, the ball is very hard to pick up. Same as hitting up to the plate. It's very hard hitting. All right, Elson Howard, one last one. How about this ball club the last seven weeks? Tremendous surge. Have you ever seen anything like that? Well, I've never seen anything like it, Jerry, because everyone had counted uh, the ball club, say we were dead, we weren't going to win the pennant, and uh, we came back with the help of uh, Bowden, Downing, and uh, Mickey began to hit, and all the other fellows, Lentz and Kubek and Richardson, and we got real fine relief pitching in Pedro Ramos, and uh, we did a real good job. Ellie, good luck to you. Enjoy the World Series. Enjoy that champagne. Relax and have some fun. Thank you. <laughs> well, I got to break through here, and we're going to break away for a message right after this. Ready,
It's camel time, camel time. It's pleasure time for you. Camel time is any time when nothing less will do. Things all seem to brighten up. Every time you light one up. Right now, make it camel time. Have a camel cigarette. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Camel gives you easygoing taste, honest enjoyment, choice quality tobaccos. The exclusive Camel blend of costly tobaccos has never been equal. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Right now, make it Camel time. Have a Camel cigarette. You're managing one oh, pennant, huh? Boy. Pretty it's good really percentage, huh? Well, I don't know about percentage. <laughs> I think this was Yo, the toughest like one I've ever the, been uh, in. What happened to you? Well, they gave me, I needed a shampoo, and they gave me a champagne shampoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this the first you've ever had? Yeah. <laughs> well, as you look back over your first year managing, just how tough was this now that it's over with? Well, Ralph warned me. He told me it isn't going to be like being a player, uh, Red, and it was, it was uh, terrific. I... I I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, you know, like, like I said before, I wanted the one-year contract. I wanted to see if I could manage. I, I don't know. Maybe I still don't know. I'll, uh, I feel pretty good, Red. I would think so. You uh, again. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. And I'm not going to even ask you who you're going to play tomorrow. <laughs> So now they're going to take Yogi's picture of Phil Lynch, who's <laughs> just on with us. He's pouring a little more champagne on the manager. Well, this is sort of the tradition, you know. You um, you give the manager the champagne uh, shampoo, just like throwing the winning coxswain overboard. Now, let's see. Hey, here's Joe Pepitone. Oh, oh, Joe, is it? Joe, wait just a second. We've got the radio mic here. Congratulations, thank Joe. You, thank you. That's a big game. Just seen. Just, huh? you know, it was big enough for me because... Uh, I got my 100th RBI, and boy, I was waiting. One more game, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah, but there was one the more team. important point. You know, when Francona came up to pinch hit, if that ball had been about four inches higher, we might uh, not be here. Sure, uh, Brad, I didn't even think I was going to catch it because I was so tight, believe me. You know, the two previous days, uh, uh, fielding uh, poorly, very poorly, and this is all season long, and I was very tight. And and in that eighth inning and ninth inning, when we got those runs, I said, oh, boy. <laughs> I said, just don't let him hit any balls to me this inning. Let him hit right. the other, the good Thanks, ball Phil. players. Hey, wait a minute, Ralph. Friends, uh, here's Ralph Howe, first year as a general manager, one pennant. Uh, that's a pretty good percentage, isn't it, Ralph? Well, uh, it, it's a wonderful year, Ed. Uh, you got to give the team a lot of credit and Yogi a lot of credit. Uh, they came from behind. It was a long season, but uh, in true Yankee style, they pulled one out again. It, it was uh, a little rough for a while, but uh, this has certainly been a great year. Well, uh, Mr. Howe, you didn't have anything to do with bringing up a fellow named Stolomide, did you? Well, I... I'd uh, like to say that the organization uh, deserves all the credit for that. Our farm system, Johnny Johnson's ahead of it, and our scouts, and uh, uh, this is what makes the Yankees a winner. It's, it's, uh, it's the organization And, of course, uh, you weren't involved at all in the Ramos deal. Well, we've always liked uh, <laughs> Pedro, and, and uh, we're glad he was on our side this last month. Ralph, I know you want to see a lot of people, and uh, one more thing, aside from congratulations. Is it tougher to be a general manager through a pennant battle, or is it tougher to be down in the dugout as a field manager? I think this is my hardest year, Ed, and uh, I'd just like to thank all the uh, Yankee fans for supporting us, and, and I think that, uh, along with it, gives us uh, the zest to go on and be champions. And uh, let's hope that this year we'll prove that 
there's nobody in that National League can beat us, and, and we'll bring that World Championship back to New York. That's where it belongs. Well, I know you don't know who you're going to play, but I know this, that you've um, had Cincinnati and St. Louis pretty well scouted. Who have you had on them? Well, we've had Mayo Smith, uh, Johnny Noon, and Bill Skiff, and we've got all three clubs uh, well scouted along with San Francisco, so we're leaving no stones unturned. You've even got a book on Philadelphia that you're not going to use, huh? Uh, it looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, again, congratulations. Thank you, Rad. Ralph Hawk, friends. Been a great year, Ralph. A real good one. <laughs> Tough one. Now, let's see who else is around. I tell you, uh, we've got uh, the fellows uh, back in the shower room and they're back in the clubhouse. Uh, I believe that, uh, actually, this was one of the toughest punters that the Yankees have won, and maybe it's left its mark, because uh, from what I've seen, and my being around here in some years, and that this is about the quietest Yankee clubhouse after a punnet win that I have encountered. Now, let's see. Here is uh, Jim Farley, who just come in to say congratulations. Uh, Jim, I think that you are one of the uh, real, uh, genuine, all-line Yankee fans, and uh, it's very wonderful to see you here and looking so well. Well, thank you very much. I've been rooting for the Yankees since 1904. I used to go up and see them play or down through the years. I, I'm, I'm a devotee of the Yankees. I like baseball. I come up here and relax, and I feel badly when they lose. I suffer just as much as they do, and I'm happy when they win. Jim, I know that the Yankees have, I know in a season uh, with the Red Sox, they won on the last day, but I guess this is one of the real tough pennants, isn't it? I would think so. I don't think they ever went down to the second last day before. I was here in 1904, Red, up at the Yankees, up at the old stadium in the Hill, Hilltoppers, when they lost the game to the pennant to the Boston Red Sox, and uh, then they won the second game, uh, one inning, uh, one to nothing, 11 innings. Chesbo made that very famous wild pitch, or Kleino failed to catch the spit ball. I don't know who was to blame, but they lost the pennant by half a game that year. That was in 1904 or five. Hmm? Well, we're off together. We got to see you, Mr. Farley. And glad to see you, Red, and all the so well. Well, I say it right back at you. Good luck and God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, here's uh, Pedro Ramos. Uh, Pete, uh, uh, let me borrow you for a second. Uh, here you had the poetic uh, uh, justice, should we say. You come from the Indians, and then you uh, lock up the ball game against your old ball club as the Yankees nail down the pennant. And congratulations on the work you've done over here. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't care if it was the Indians or anybody else. I just want to do a good job, and uh, I hope and I wish, uh, and I'm so happy that the Yankees win the pennant that I don't know what, what else can I say. Well, uh, you really put your shoulder to the wheel. Well, I try my best because I know when you were the winner, you got to be first class. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been a first class man, Pete. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, and I know the Yankees wish, Yogi said so, that uh, they could have you in the World Series. Now, um, I don't want to get in Jerry Coleman's television picture, but there are a couple of fellows I do want to get to around here. I've got a long cord, and I'm just going to walk right back of it. Jerry's talking to John Blanchard, and if he doesn't mind, let's get over here. We've had Yogi, and here's Steve Hamilton. Steve, congratulations. Hey, Thank you very much. Certainly feel a lot better now than I did about uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> How much tougher was the pennant this year than last year? Well, it was quite a bit tougher. Last year we were on top all the way, and it seemed like there wasn't as much pressure. I felt like there was, but I sure didn't after experiencing this year. So when we go down the next to the last day, it's uh, it's really tough. Fine, Steve. Let's get over to Bobby Richardson. Bobby, uh, you hit a line drive that had uh, eyes, didn't you? That ball that Hauser couldn't hold. Well, actually, Red, when I got down to second base, he explained that the sun was right over the top of his head. He saw the ball all the way, and just as he jumped up, the sun, of course, hit him right in his eyes, and he didn't see the ball. 
Uh, the ball hit on the side of his glove, and of course he didn't hold it. Well, I guess that'll make you a sun worshiper from now on. Well, huh? <laughs> it sure will. I didn't hit the ball too good, Red. I hit it right on the fist, but I was sure glad to see it uh, drop in there. Well, the result uh, was important. Well, it sure was. This has been a long struggle for us, and it's I think scramble, uh, hasn't it? since I've been with the club, certainly it's been the hardest one to get, and the one that I think we appreciate more than any. Well, Bobby, I know this. You've never had a September on this ball club like this one, have you? That's true, Red. This is what won the pennant for us. Uh, our tremendous record in September when we had to win those ball games, and certainly Chicago and Baltimore set a good pace, and uh, we're just pleased that it came out the way it did. Well, you were certainly in there, and again, congratulations, Bobby. Thank you a lot, Red. Here's Pete Mickelson back here. Pete, you came out of the bullpen. The ball game was 3-3. Uh, Cleveland had a man at third base, and only one man was out, and you really did the job. Thanks, Red. How was the sinker today? Uh, Is that what you got him out with? Uh, the first the first hitter I did, then I got the last hitter chance out on a changeup. Mm -hmm. Then you went two more innings, and how'd you feel about it? Uh, well, I, I got behind. I Like, I walked the first hitter, but I, I got out of it. He got he tried to steal second and uh, delayed steal, and they caught him in between and ran him out. And after I got him out, I had two outs, and I was, felt pretty confident after that. <laughs> uh, Pete, you've done quite a job. You've been in uh, 50 ball games this year. Is that right, Red? I didn't. I don't know exactly how many. I knew it was in the high 40s or so, 50. Huh? Well, I think uh, I think for a first year fellow, that's uh, quite a group. That's a lot of games. <laughs> well, you rewarded uh, the judgment of your manager, uh, Yogi. Picture in the spring. Uh, you're his boy, and uh, again, congratulations. Thanks a lot, Red. Right. Now here's Bob Fischel, the director of public relations, uh, and uh, Mr. Fischel has come here for the uh, uh, for the clinching. Of course, he's got to be here. But, Bob, we haven't seen you in several days. You haven't had anything to do, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't, Red. Thank you. I really can't uh, accept any congratulations. I didn't get a base hit all year, and I think that's the standard line that I give you every year. But uh, it's just as thrilling as the first one that I marked uh, nine years ago. I think probably that was the first big thrill I had here, and there have been a lot since. Well, what's kept you out of the ballpark the last few days? Well, uh, trying to decide how many programs to do. And uh, I've done, we've done two, one for Cincinnati and one for St. Louis. And now the, car, now the Giants are calling us. They want us to prepare another book for them, and they want our material for their book. And I got Philly's material. If I have to do four of them, I don't think we'll get done in time. And, of course, you don't you don't hear from many newspaper men and uh, oh boy. Uh, press and TV, oh etc., about accommodations. Oh, huh? boy. Uh, no, nobody uh, um, in civilian life wants tickets. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, we haven't got a, a reserver box seat left. We do have these open stand tickets, though, still. Fans can still get those tickets if they want to. There are some, there are some of those open stand in the right center field bleachers, and they're pretty good seats, particularly on a day like this. <laughs> well, Bob, again, congratulations. And I know it's a great deal of work for you and the rest of the staff, but it's worth it, isn't it? It sure is, Red, and thank you for uh, everything you've done for us this year because your cooperation has meant well, an awful lot to us. For goodness sake, I can, take, I can take a page out of your book. I haven't had a base hit all season well, either. Okay. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> There's Mickey Mantle back here. I want to get a quick word of him. Hi, Tony. Uh, Tony uh, Florio, the bad boy. Just stay around here, Tony. Whoop. Turn loose that cord. And that's Joe Ripley, of all people, stepping on it. Mick, uh, just a quick word. I know you're talking to Jack Hand of the AP. Uh, this is about the roughest pennant for you. You've been in, isn't it? I was just telling him that I think this is uh, the biggest thrill I've had in the pennant so far because of uh, the fact that it was so tough to win. And uh, I hate to admit it, but I did give up on it a little bit uh, early. Uh, we lost four in a row to Chicago, and I wasn't playing. I was feeling bad, and Whitey was hurting. Everybody was feeling bad, and then uh, all of a sudden, it just our whole team just kind of knitted back together, and uh, it's a great, uh, it's a big thrill to win it this year. Well, Mick, may I say this? Uh, I don't want to... Uh try and get you to say it, but uh, when you started taping up those legs and forcing yourself to go, you did a great deal about picking up this ball club, my friend, and I think you can feel uh, prouder of this one than anyone you've been in. Well, I, think I do. You, I think you thanks had to work harder. Thanks a lot. I, I, we well, did. We had to work real well, hard. The American League is a lot better this year, I think, than it has been in the past. 
I know the pitching's a lot better and everything, and uh, I just feel real good that we won it. <laughs> and again, congratulations. I don't want to try and hold you up. Thank you. Okay. Now, we promised, uh, hey, Whitey. Uh, we got Whitey Ford over here, friends. He can't go on television, but radio doesn't have any seeing eye. <laughs> we caught him on the way to the shower, but we couldn't uh, let you get by. That was quite a job you did last night. Well, thank you, Red. I think the club has just been great the last six weeks. It's been somebody picking us up each day. If it isn't Mickey, it's somebody on the pitching staff. And felt like Phil Lynn's come in and done a great job for Tony. It's just been a, a real team effort. If I can use a phrase. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of somebody on the pitching staff making a pickup once in a while. Uh, a fellow named Ford uh, did that occasionally, didn't he? Well, yes, it was, it's been a funny <laughs> year for me, Red. Uh, I just wish I, uh, two out of the last three years, and I kind of wish I'd been able to pitch every fourth day. And uh, this year and in 1962, I just, uh, something happened, and uh, I just hope I can just keep pitching every fourth day from now on. Well, I know York has in mind uh, working you Wednesday if the National League won't get in a playoff and uh, spoil the plot. But uh, the one question we want to ask you, how's your heel and how do you feel generally? Well, it was fine. It, I was worried the first few innings last night because I was pitching with men on bases, you know. But after the, well, from the third inning on, I, I just could take my wind up pretty near the rest of the game, and uh, there was nothing wrong with it. And now I'll have till Wednesday to, for it to get a little better. I think I'll be all right. Okay, Whitey. Good luck and enjoy your shower. Thank you, Red.